This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ Balog. Whoa. And we're just two guys who have no other choice than able to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're making friends with dogs and beating shop owners to death in their own shops. As we're watching Spine 245 in the Criterion Collection, Marcel Carnier's Port of Shadows from 1938. But first, RJ, it's back to school. Back to school, baby. You back to school? I'm back at school. Did uh, did you get a new book bag? Maybe some new pencil crayons? I have it slung over my shoulder. I sharpened up my pencils real nice with my new pencil sharpener. Uh, do you remember that as a kid? You remember that? You remember you got the your, your old Corello pe- pencil crayons? And, you seeing this? Yeah, you, you, you bust them out, and it's like, ooh, huh? they're never so beautiful when they're just like all squared off, and then you ruin it with that pencil sharpener, but it's all so nice. And then over time, they'll get gunked up and mm-hmm. fucked up, and they break on you. Always like the greens I found. I don't know. I don't know what was up with that. I think that speaks more to you, uh, your color choice. But uh, I I can relate, Jared, because I don't know if you know this, but I'm the youngest of four. So all of my crayons were usually uh, – all my school supplies were usually what uh, the older kids ditched on me and then they would get new stuff because you know how younger siblings work. Right. So uh, my crayons were always busted up and I felt like a real piece of shit. Good. You know, I mean, it evened out. I would, I one year I'd get a new backpack. One year I'd get a slam and new munch kit. You know that kind of stuff. But yeah. uh, those pencil crayons, man, it was always just the little nubs, the little Duncans, just nubbing out in the, their box. Right. You you know how that works, right? I know about those Duncan nubs. <laughs> Duncan nubs. Yeah. That could be a, a food brand. Maybe we can talk about that later. Oh. Or now. Or now. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna ask you how you uh, wore your backpack. Were you a two strap guy or were were you slinging like a cool kid? Oh, I was slinging. So yeah, I would like you know single strap it, but then you know uh, sometimes I'd have to shift to the d- double strap because man, one over the one shoulder just fucks your shoulder up pretty good. Well, especially with the uh, the kind of stuff you were hauling around, you probably had like six Love and Rocket like no paperbacks no. in there you I, I probably had like a lumberjack uh, sub what i had in there was all my textbooks because i didn't uh i didn't really use my locker why not because i didn't i don't i didn't really like lockers why not i don't know i don't know why Cause, i just because they're stinky yeah it just seemed like it was like one more thing to like hang around the school for to like i had to go to my locker Put some books back. Take some with me. Always forget something. It's like it's just easier if it was all in one place with me. Mm. You know what else could be in one place? An entertainment podcast. A globally Ooh. recognized one. Ma- imagine being a child in this day and age where you have a little a little device. And you could have the voices of men and women talking to you oh, wow. through, your, through your earbuds. Well, the, oh, what, a, what a terrific treat. Speaking of treats, I, I I believe you maybe got a uh, a gift there, some food. Was it perhaps a birthday gift? Uh, I think it just coincided with it being my birthday and happy uh, birthday on on Sunday. And uh, while I was at the the comic shop that day in the yep. morning doing some assembly things, uh, mm-hmm. old, old uh, owner Bobby he uh, had just got back from a trip abroad and he's like hey you want some beef jerky 
And I was all like, yeah, I guess I'll take some of this pioneer style habanero heat beef jerky, 70 grams from the Longview Jerky Shop. I've had Longview Jerky. That's not bad. Well, but I don't I don't know if pioneers had habaneros. Uh, they might have. I mean, depending on where they came from. So is this uh this is a fresh bag, right? This, this is a fresh bag, yes. Right you here. Gonna, you gonna take a dab off that or what? Yeah, should I uh should I do this on the air, RJ? Yeah, let me hear what you're working with. Alright then. Let's let's uh sample a piece. This is a this is a first for the pod. Um a live What would you describe this as? A, a taste testing. Ah, a taste testing. Well I think people like our food uh talks. Jared is taking a bite. Mm. Oh, oh, it, looks, it looks tough. He, he had a good rip. He got a good pull off of that jerky. It's not too bad. It's yeah. um. Ugh. Is it sweet? It's really salty. It's salty. How's the heat? Is it coming through? Um. Yeah. It, but. Ugh. In the worst way. It's not a good. It's not. Like, I don't know. This tastes like um. Shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um. I think I just spit a piece out there. That's good. I'm gonna so, dispose. What of does that. it taste like? So it's like you go down the the Asian food aisle, and you sure. just grab like a whole bunch of random spices, okay. and you like put them all together, uh-huh. and then you just like dumped it unceremoniously over top of like I don't know a, a piece of deli meat, mm-hmm. and you just like bit into it and you just be like, oh, what does it taste of seasoning? Mm. That's all this is. So you're saying they went a little too heavy on the uh, the flavor flavoring? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't exactly know what a habanero tastes like. Um, I can tell you, it's got kind of a peppery taste, right? But it's in some heat, this does not taste like pepper. Shit. It's just well, it just tastes like powdery seasoning, hot stuff. And mm. well, maybe if they really went pioneer style and just did a little light salt. And some, you know, some stuff like that. Maybe it would have tasted better. Hey, how do, how do you feel about, like, licking your fingers? Oh, that's a nightmare, buddy. So day one, that's been a nightmare for me. Yeah. You know what I'll do sometimes? So, you know, like, your high dust uh, foods, like cheesies, Hawk, like Hawkins, Doritos, chips, anything like that. Uh, so what I do sometimes is if I have a bowl of it, sometimes I'll just kind of hold the bowl to my face and frog them out of there, like... Ah, because I don't want to get my hands dirty. And but if I do, if I really need to get in there, like say I want to put down a whole bag, and it's like frogging's not an option. Um, I'll dig in there, but I'll only I'll only use one hand to eat. And Andrea has coined it my eaten hand, because then one hand gets super dusty, and I can use my other hand for clean stuff, like using my phone or the remote, or you know, and and wiping, and wiping. Yeah, because sometimes those go hand in hand. Uh, oh. I totally forgot to tell you what happened to me last week. Um, okay, so anyways, Go on. Happy, happy birthday, Jared. Thanks, buddy. He's 16 years old, and he's doing I, great. I can't believe it. Um, did you like the uh, birthday thing I, I sent for you? The what now? The birthday post. Did you, is that a real thing? Oh, on fake Instagram. On and, all, and, well, and I put our, it on Our media platforms. Yes, I did. Okay. Right, I'm glad that... Uh, Bruce Valanche is uh, now the face of me. He, I think, well, I, I mean, between Bruce Valanche, 
Phil Spector and Val Kilmer, you are somewhere on that spectrum. I see. Yeah, that makes like, like, and that's like latter day Val Kilmer or like uh, in his prime. I was, what about like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Val Kilmer? I I I don't even remember him being in that movie. Well, he's in it. Okay, uh, he's he's in it. Um, you could be any Val Kilmer. How about that? Just yeah. not Tombstone Val Kilmer. Well, no, that'd be absurd. Because you're definitely not a Huckleberry. No. I'll tell you that much. No. Okay, I forgot to tell you this, and I think the viewers out there are going to want to know. So I need to ask you a question up front, and I want you to be honest. Okay. Uh, do you ever drink coffee on the toilet? I don't drink coffee. Do you know people who drink coffee on the toilet? No. Okay, so here's my rationale here, Jared. Okay. When I wake up in the morning oh, and it's no. really early, oh, I'll make up I'll make some coffee. Oh, and then I really have to prioritize my time because time is it's there's not enough because I don't wake up early enough, maybe. So what I'll do is I'll make my coffee and then I'll go for a, uh, go for a sit and I'll drink my coffee no. while I'm while I'm on there. Do, do you find that repulsive or is that like a normal <sighs> thing? Someone I mean, do? I didn't really want to know that. I, I'm aware you probably didn't, and I think that's fair, but it, you have to know that for this story, to, for what you're about to hear. <sighs> Good Lord. So the last two weeks, I've been waking up at 6 a.m. sharp, mm-hmm. okay? So I have, to, I have to leave my house no later than 7. So 6 a.m. works pretty good. I can wake up, can make my coffee, can go for a sit, I can have a shower, and I can have just a light breakfast and get all my things together before I have to leave. So last week... I woke up and it was only the first or second day that I was on this new schedule because I've been sleeping until like 10 for like five months. And is this so, like because you're going to bed at 11? Uh, yeah, I go to bed at like I'm in bed at least by 11. And then you sleep till 10? Uh, no, well, no, those days I was staying up till almost midnight. Oh, and then and sleep so, till 10. So you sleep for 10 hours? Yeah, 100%. Because you're seven years old? I think it is a healthy part. It's a healthy part of your life to get enough sleep. I don't know how these people out there, these parents, like the Ryan Nagels of the world out there, have hobbies. Like they can play games, they can watch movies, have a family and kids, and then wake up at five six a.m. I don't. I don't know how it's possible. I got to get a solid ten. Go on. So, anyways, I uh, I've been waking up way earlier, and I've only been getting like six, seven hours of sleep, and it's really been throwing me off. So, the other day, I was sitting on the toilet chair, and I uh, reached for my cup of coffee, and I was still a little bit sleepy, and I I lost all control of my motor control of my hand, and I dropped the entire cup on okay, my just your hand. I just like I I was like putting it towards my face, and I just dropped it, and it and it went everywhere. It exploded on me. So I, I spilt an entire cup of coffee on my body while I was on the toilet. Okay. Is this is this okay? Is that fine? Um, I mean, it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. Uh, is it my proudest moment? No, but I I think it's important that people share stories like this because no one's perfect. What did you, know? you What did you do after that? Were you burned? Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't scalding hot. I had made it. I had had. I drank about half of it, mm-hmm. so the cup was about half full. Uh, half was gone, so it was it was cooled down enough. I, I I didn't get burned, and it was before I went in the shower, so it was okay. Ah, so that worked out. 
Yeah, could you imagine <laughs> if it was after? Where, could you imagine? Or if it was at work? Yeah, that well, I mean, I would never do something at work because um I don't I don't I try not to use the bathrooms at work because, you know, germs. Uh and I would never take a coffee into a work bathroom. Never. <laughs> like that time you what was it, a monster can you saw on top of urinal or something? <laughs> sure never. did. Oh well no, my favorite was the uh the food the uh like bowl oh, of the bowl of noodles the bowl the bowl of uh western chinese food that was just sitting on the bathroom <laughs> right by the sink oh my god this is high splash zone buddy uh or the popcorn under the urinal at the theater oh animals see i would never do something like that especially in public in the comfort of my own home where i know it's sanitized to my appropriate liking mm-hmm. uh, i don't mind having a cup of joe when uh when i'm getting ready but I just wanted to tell you that I uh, I can't imagine when you were growing up that you thought this would be how you were spending your birthday week is hearing another story, a story of another man spilling coffee on himself on the toilet. I, I actually thought that's exactly where I'd wind up. Oh, that's, so things are going it's, okay. It's kind of weird, but expected, I guess. Cool. Well, uh, I just want to share that for you. And uh, the beef jerky story, I'm, I'm sorry it didn't. It's not. Yeah, I mean, not the best. What the, what the hell, Longview Jerky Shop? But I am excited to see what people send in for you to sample. Will Will you offer this? Like, if someone sends you something they claim is edible, would Would you eat it? Um. Oh man. Would you Would you eat it? I don't know. There, Bob. I would hope that people send me things that are good. What if it was just like it was? It came in a cooler. And it was just kind of like a green log of some sort. Would you mm. eat it? Well, you know, I just want to ask. So, like, I ate half of this piece, and there's, like, yeah. another piece staring me in the face. And I don't, I don't really want to eat it. What do I do? Do I just throw it away? Is that wasteful? Is there anyone uh, that you can give it to? I, I give it to you. you. You want some really delicious beef jerky, RJ? Did you put your mouth on it? Not all of the pieces. But, oh, so there's not one piece that's half eaten? Well, there's one piece that's half eaten. I'm assuming that would be a part of the package deal. Uh, I would, I would, it's got, I my, would maybe... it's got bite marks in it. You can actually clearly see. Oh, I see. Yeah, I would consider good. it just to get a hold of that DNA. I got some ideas. Yeah? Yeah. Get, get, well, get, gather yourself a specimen? Uh, I'd be doing something, but I don't really want to play that card too soon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what else is new? I don't know. Um, my job is like a post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It's, it's like, but it's a very boring post-apocalypse. There's like remnants of the old world where people are yeah. ex- very excited about things happening like on March 24th. That never happened. And uh, there's like confusing signage. And then now there's new signage kind of right beside it, dictating you how to stop COVID with a little like, mm-hmm. kind of like, little hands and like a little like cartoony COVID molecule coming at it and it says stop. Mm. And then another thing about like how you can't sit anywhere at work now. <laughs> you can't, you're, you're not allowed to sit anywhere. No, no, you can't sit anywhere public. Everything's I taped. Everything is taped off and bundled up. So you can, when you're on campus, you can mm-hmm. walk and, and that's about it. That's it. And you have to wear a mask and you can't uh, until you're in your office, you can't take off your mask. And okay. yeah, there's there's you, there's no food anywhere on campus that, that I mm-hmm. know of. You the, the vending machines are closed. 
the water mm-hmm. fountains are closed. Half of the bathroom mm-hmm. stalls are closed. Yep. Um, but they're going to be open for students to a degree in a week. Oh, students aren't back yet? Nope, not for another week. And oh, uh, shit, I mean, I it's, it's going to be very limited. But I'm kind yeah. of curious. I'm like, huh, if you have to be on on campus for some reason, say you're doing lab work or studio work, mm-hmm. and you're there for six hours, you have nowhere to eat, drink. You can only shit half the time. <laughs> <laughs> only shit in half the time? Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, where are they supposed to sit and have their coffee? Well, exactly. Exactly. I mean, so where I am at, um, it's similar. It's kind of prison style where uh, once you enter a room, you're pretty much locked in to where you are. And uh, you got to eat lunch in there, too. You got to bring your own lunch. No one's allowed to. It's a it's a closed building. So no one's allowed to leave for to like go get lunch or anything like that. Um, so you come in, you sit down for about six and a half, seven hours. You eat lunch and then you go home. Huh. So, uh, I mean, it's a couple days in, it seems okay, but you know, what are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Well, I, yeah. And then, I mean, it doesn't help much that, uh, our provincial government is, uh, giving us mixed messages, like no, no plan to re-entry in schools. And then the day before schools open, they go, Hey, you know what? Maybe we don't need to distance or wear masks. And everyone went, huh? Well, some along the lines of like, oh, schools aren't responsible for that. So, yeah, they were ex- exempt from things, and then they're like, oh, you don't need to distance in schools, is what uh, our doctor, uh, provincial doctor, said yeah. the night before, and yeah. everyone went, what? They just wanted clarity and not to panic well, people. Yeah. I just, uh, 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 hey, how about emails? How about them? Do we got any females in there? One. Woo! Is it okay? Never mind. I'll let you. I'll let you finish. <laughs> what? I was gonna say, is it that person who mailed in last week that uh, you wouldn't tell me who what? it was? Well, or... I mean, I told you it was when they emailed in. I. Are, 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 are you speaking of Anya Lebezhedinov? I was. I was. Did they email in again? They did not. Okay. No, she did well, not. RJ. Big dog. First up, Scott mm. Bailey. No subject. Ooh, George C. Scott Bailey. Hey, creeps. It's George C. Scott Bailey. I know it's been a few weeks since my last email, but I've been distracted by life. So yeah. a few weeks ago, I saw on Letterboxd that someone watched a movie called Uncle Peckerhead. When I saw the oh, name, yeah. I was like, that sounds a dumb movie. A few days ago, by and and the trailer pops up. So I decided to watch it, and it looked kind of interesting, and then it made me think that it would be a Jared pick. <laughs> Ooh. What so, do you think, Jared? So now I'm going to wait for his review in 2034 when it joins the Criterion Collection. Ah, nice. See, there you go. Another movie I'll be waiting on Jared's review is Barge People, and that will probably mm-hmm. join Criterion Collection in 2039. Last Ooh. week when I was listening, I heard Jared say he liked to dip his turkey in ketchup. I was like, gross. But then I started thinking of stuff that my youngest brother and I have eaten that would be gross to other people. My brother would put French dressing on his baked potato. It's not that bad. Uh, okay. I mean, it's a little strange, but I've, I've seen Stranger. I put ketchup on my fish, both fried and grilled. Hmm. Wait, what does he put on? Ketchup. On fish? Both fried and grilled. 
So my question to you guys is what combination of food do you guys eat that would be gross to other people? Uh, I think I got a couple there. Um, oh, I will d- say. I, I bet you do. What do you mean you bet I do? Go on. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, uh, I think I saw Corpse watched Uncle Peckerhead also, and I think he gave it like a three-some star. So maybe when Uncle Peckerhead is added to the collection in four, 14, 15 years, uh, we can get Corpse and George C. Scott Bailey on the podcast, and uh, we can have a, a roundtable discussion. Because they were there at the ground floor. I mean, I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, weird combos, hey? I think I've mentioned some before. This isn't one of mine, but this the only thing I can think of offhand right at the moment is one time I saw a guy. Uh, you ever had hamburger soup, Jarrett? Yes, I have. It's just, it's just beef soup, and yeah. there's hamburger in it instead of, like, anything else. So it's it's nothing crazy. But I, one time I saw a guy putting ketchup in his hamburger soup. So he was just eating ketchup soup, pretty much. Well, I know there's some people that are fans of the adding ketchup to their Lipton soup. Which kind of soup? Like, I don't know, Lipton chicken noodle soup. Oh, yeah. I don't think I don't really know why. See, like, I put ketchup. I, I'll put a shot of ketchup in my chili, and chili's just like thick soup. But like, I feel like in soup soup, I don't know. I don't know. Thick I find soup? it problematic. Like a stew? <laughs> like a chili or a thick soup. Like a stew. I see. What's uh Okay, I got a combo for you, Jared. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's not weird. I I I just I, I hope people try it because I think it's great and everyone I've ever tried to get to eat it, they like it. So you ever have spaghetti, Jared? You ever had spaghetti? I have had spaghetti. Spaghetti. So I know a lot of people put that uh, prego sauce, that marinara, and all that stuff on there. <laughs> prego sauce. <laughs> That's a spaghetti sauce, right? Uh, yeah, no, but it's just like prego. Prego. I know it's, it's it's like preggers, and then it makes me think of like, ugh. And you're just like, what am I eating? Oh my god. Um, so my spaghetti jerk is uh, I'll cook, I'll brown some beef in a uh, a big old pot. I've maybe mentioned this before. The best spaghetti sauce. You open up a can of mushroom soup. You open up a can of tomato soup. You pour those two soups into into your beef. You let it mix together, bubble up a little bit, and you have the most amazing spaghetti sauce you'll ever have in your life. It's yeah, terrific. I mean, it sounds like it's making like tomato sauce. Right. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. One time I was at a restaurant, uh, I think it was Pop's Pub in uh, Creepsville. And uh, some guy got like a sausage platter or something and it had Pop's secret sauce. And the color struck out to me immediately because I was like, that's a bright orange. Said, I think I know what that is. And I tasted it and I was like, it's mushroom soup and tomato soup, baby. And they're like, how how do you know? I was like, I've been eating that for 25, 30 years. Spaghetti. (laughs) Yeah. Skat. Uh, so anyways, that's a weird – I encourage people to try. What about you? Do you got any weird stuff? Well, you know, I know one thing that – we've talked about this, I think, before. There's that one weird one you do. But, okay, it's not – this isn't even mine. This is one that I think other people do that. I'm like, oh, it's the, uh, like, apple pie and cheddar thing. Or like oh, cheese. right. I think that's, like, fucking revolting. <laughs> Just, no, no. Yeah, I've uh, I've never tried. Uh, I would try, but uh, I'm not in a rush. To I try. would just I would just have apple pie. 
You just and eat it, some cheese? and then I have a little have the cheese separate. Have you here? Here's something I I gotta ask you. Have you ever had cheese and apple like slices, See, a slice of cheese with a slice of apple? No. I have had that, and it's actually not bad. Hmm. It's I, like sweet and salty. Yeah, I, I get it, but I mean, no, it's just like a texture. I, I couldn't. I I have a pro, like cheese is like touch and go for me. Yeah. It's, it's a texture thing. But you know what sucks, and I don't think I've I've mentioned this to you, but I'm pretty sure I've. Uh, built up a, a allergic reaction to eggs so do you want me to come over and end it for you or yeah uh, probably that might be is it just eggs straight or like what about egg, eggs that are in things if they're if they're like really cooked in i think it's okay but uh like kind of any i'm not sure if it's like a certain part of the protein i'm not sure if it's the white or if it's the yolk but mm. yeah i get like a a little bit of like a weird f- feeling in my throat like it's starting to contract a little bit and maybe I'm that's having problems. So I'm like, huh, that's unfortunate. Cause I, uh, you know, I like to pop two hard boiled eggs every morning and, uh, I guess I can't do that anymore. <laughs> that is a major bummer because I've gotten into the habit lately of eating eggs every day. Oh, since I'm... I've been home, like before I would never wake up early enough to be eating eggs, but mm-hmm. uh, now I, I put down eggs every day. Oh, I know. Man. Eggs are incredible. So what about like, uh, what do you think would happen if you ate like, um, say bread pudding? Because I know it's baked, but there's like 10 eggs in that shit. Uh, and it's like lightly baked. Uh, be touch and go. Or like French toast for ex- another example. You know, I did have some French toast and I, th- I was okay. Hmm. I think. But okay. it's, it's one of those things that uh, I have to like, kind of keep tabs on now because I'm like, oh, I mean, I'm not going to die yet, but maybe I'm on my way. I think we, if we work hard enough, we could speed that up a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know about you. I don't know what your make, goals are. Make, but uh, Make me an offer. I'd say easily by 2022, we could get it done. But what's it worth to you to kill me? Everything, everything I got. Everything. I'll take it. Everything. Thanos style. Thanos. Thanos. Well, okay, that's interesting. Oh, I remember the weird one you do. Dill pickle chips, or all dressed chips and dill pickle dip. That's fine. I think. That's, I think that, that's completely reasonable. It's just too bad so many non-Canadians will never know about all dressed chips. That's true. That's true. Wait, who's the one who brought up uh, those chips once that we figured out were all dressed? Those voodoo chips. Oh. I can't remember. Was it Scott Bailey? Or someone mm, else? It could have been, actually. I can't remember. Fuck. I don't remember either. It's all like kind of like this multi-headed Hydra, arc, the Creeps villains. That's true. They all That's just, true. They, their heads dart in and out, and you're like, oh, which one's this? What What's their power? <laughs> Sometimes they, they spray acid. Other ones spray fire, water, like so- a hydroblast. Some of them spew sexist misogyny. Like our uh, next email, Oliver Granger. He's he's the king. He's the king. What's right, he got? Right, so an email titled Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. Jarrett mentioned, mentioned the price of Games Workshop here. It is astronomical. It is so expensive that if you were into it, it would be the only hobby you could be into because you couldn't afford another one. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think people who are only into Games Workshop are like? <laughs> well, you probably know a few. Uh, maybe. Maybe. And what and, are they like? 
good people, really good people that you okay. definitely want to spend a lot of time with. Okay. I mean, I think uh, I'm sure they'd be okay. Okay. As we've mentioned, all hobbies are good, right? Yeah. One sec here. So Oliver sent a photo. Uh-oh. And he asks a question. This is this is huge. Let me see if this all works. Are you forwarding this to me uh, or I'm not? Gonna, I'm going to put it into the Skype chat. Oh, look at this. Uh, you see this? You see the photo? Uh, um, yes. Okay, and he I writes... I do see the photo. P.S. Fuck, Mary kill. For the for the Twin Peaks girls? No, the the OG girls. Oh man, I, you got to go first. Let's see here. We got Audrey, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Lara Finn Boyle can just die. Cause... So you'd kill Lara? Yeah. Maybe you should without, give without the, the listeners some. Okay. Uh, just a little background of what we're actually looking at here so they can picture it at home. Okay, well, we're looking at three of the leading ladies of the 1990s hit TV show, Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Remember that? You remember that show? I, I am hearing about it. I'm seeing yeah. it, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we've got um, we've got Audrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the hell is Laura Flynn Boyle's character's name? Or, or Carl? Oh, yeah, Audrey Horn, um, Sherilyn Finn, and uh, Madchen, 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 yes, Madchen, yeah, Madchen, 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 Amic. Uh, so what would you do then, Jer? Hmm, man, man, oh man, <sighs> seeing how they, I mean, they all wind up in strange, dark places. Uh, <laughs> could I say? Could, could I save them through my actions? We, you would like to save them? No. Oh. It's that's like I think that's the what would be written in a guy's journal after they find all the bodies. It'd be like I was trying to save them, save I, yeah. all of them, save all of them, bring them on my spaceship. Uh-huh. Don, Donna, Donna, Shelley, and Audrey. Donna, Shelly, and Audrey. Yeah, okay. There we go. I was blank. I'm like, what the hell is her name? Donna. Yeah, because I think Shelly, Audrey. Uh we'll go. We'll 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 fuck Shelly. We'll, we'll marry okay. Audrey and we'll kill Donna. Because she because uh, Larry Flynn Boyle wouldn't come back. So fuck her. That's true. She wouldn't. You know what? I was uh, not that reason. I was gonna say kill uh kill her too. But yeah, she wouldn't come back. So f her. Uh, but I'm gonna give you one better, Jared. I'm gonna flip you. Whoa. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say F to Audrey, F, F. and uh, yeah, because I don't cuss. And then Mary to uh, our girl Madchen. Uh, I what the fuck is her name? She she Madchen Amic. Okay, yeah. Shelly. So the problem with her is she likes those bad boys. She she Jared, likes she likes those Leo. <laughs> Jerry, I don't know if you can see Leo, this, but I'm I'm Leo. one of the baddest boys there is. <laughs> oh yeah, I see, I see you over there with that wife beater you've got on. And he's got like he's pulling his short hair down into like a into like a, a widow's peak, <laughs> so he looks kind of like a creepy Dracula. Do you, do you, do I look do I look sexy? Yeah, we'll, we'll post that later. I hope not. That's gonna be very compromising for my uh, many fans. Yeah, what their fantasies are. Uh, well, I'm pretty. So I I should. That's a good window into uh, 
meme week continued it's still meme week uh just so people know people are still sending me them i do plan to post them all i've just been busy so i'm getting to them uh and there are a few that um i i don't know if i should post i'll probably run them by you some of them are a little bit questionable (laughs) i I enjoy them all but uh some of them i feel like could implicate us in uh bigger things so uh they might not be posted but uh Uh i the reason I brought it up was some of the memes I've seen people use their Photoshop. And uh, once they get a, get a pick of me in any kind of situation, it's going to, it's going to go in. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. You sent me some too. And I just go, come on boys. What, what are we doing here? Yeah. So anyways, oh. are we still doing emails? Uh, yeah, apparently. Oh, okay. I hope that answer is, uh, buddy's uh question who who are even on oliver yeah oliver yeah he uh i don't know he didn't he didn't say who who his picks were oh yeah that's true no so do you think if they did a fuck mary kill for you me and i don't know who would be the third corpse frank yeah frank probably wow yeah Actually, I don't want to put that out there. Uh, no. Some of the answers could be hurtful to all of us. Yeah. So uh, let's let's rescind let's that. Uh, we, we don't keep, want to know those. Keep keep it to celebrities. Yeah, just celebrities. They're, they're not even real. Yeah, fair. Very fair. Next up, mm-hmm. we've got Vivian. Viv. What up, girl? With an email titled, Dune. Oh, Dune, yeah. Hi, creeps. It's been a while since I've written in, but I'm glad to have made the time finally. Some mm-hmm. life updates, graduated university in quarantine, and now I'm Damn. working from home, interning for a local independent theater. We actually Damn. have a virtual festival coming up that I worked on the art for, as well as help program the experimental block, celebrating PNW Film and Media. Check it out. There is a link that I will look at. NW Film, I'm assuming that means Northwest, uh, nwfilmforum.org slash festival slash local sightings film festival 2020 feature films. Uh, you, got the, you got all that? I mean, I got it, but, uh, and oh, yeah, Northwest Film Forum. There you go. Cool. When is it? If I'm uh, available, I'll check it out. Apart from the Mindscapes program, I recommend catching The World is Bright, probably one of the most stressful docs I have ever seen. Given mm. the revival of the Dune talk last week, I just mm. wanted to say that I absolutely love Dune, and I would argue that it is almost as memeable as the Star Wars prequels. This may oh, be yeah. a roundabout thought, but I feel like David Lynch pulled his UFO and alien references from those funky Catholic paintings people claim to see spaceships depicted within. Yeah. Anyways, some starting points for memes. War pug. Greeting mm-hmm. Duncan every time he appears. Telepathic exposition. Sting's mm-hmm. pants. Sting's pants. Yeah. Sting's a pretty hot guy, you know. Uh, basis of John Constantine of, of Hellblazer fame. Allegedly. 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 Speaking of David Cronenberg, I'm curious mm-hmm. if either of you have seen thoughts on his son Brandon's film Antiviral. I remember being really into the stark, mm-hmm. barren, dystopian, celebrity-obsessed hell world it depicted, but now it tends to remind me more and more of the edgelord energy of Marilyn Manson's dope show. Keep creeping, Vivian C. Damn. It's good to hear from Viv. There's a PS2. Oh, 
uh have, did you did you see antiviral i haven't but i was actually uh it's on prime or some something like that i was gonna try to watch it during videodrome week oh. if time permits i have i have a lot of plans for videodrome week and we'll see what uh what we can actually shake out but uh <laughs> did you watch that one i did i saw it a, a few years ago i've got the blu-ray of it i think kicking around uh yeah it's got i mean well it's got buddy from uh <laughs> twin peaks that that oh Oh, Banshee from X Men First Class. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to assume that you know what you're talking about. I've never, yeah. I've, I've never seen the Dope Show tr- uh, music video. But... The Dope Show. Yeah. The Marilyn Manson. Yeah. I've seen the Beautiful People. Do you think it's anything like that music video? Uh, probably. All that. Probably. Edge, probably. Edge Lord Madness. Um, uh, you know, Edge Lord's one of those words that like. Like cock, like cuck. Okay. I don't know. It seems like it's it's so it's so quick to dismiss a person aesthetic. Maybe it's from the right. I don't know. Sometimes I like that edge lord stuff, and so I'm like, I kind of like, oh, we got, we, just, mm-hmm. we just dismiss an entire thing by calling it that. Yeah, but you're the the king of edge lords. That's maybe that's why I'm always like so sad by that. You know, what's yeah. <laughs> I just want sometimes things told from the vampire's perspective, you know? Do you have anything written from the uh, vampire's perspective? <laughs> exactly. Otto. <laughs> My name is Otto. <laughs> I like to get Blato. That one? P.S. Sorry if yeah. I've missed this, but has Kevin Sorbo's Andromeda come up yet? No, not that I'm aware. The scripts you... are literally repurposed abandoned Star Trek ideas, and it holds a special place in my heart, especially because of that. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember Andromeda because uh, growing up, it was there was like ads for it constantly on uh, the Space Channel that we have mm-hmm. up here because we we, mm-hmm. we didn't have sci-fi, we had space, and yeah, there was always like Andromeda. Mm-hmm. It was also oh fuck, Farscape. Uh yeah, Farscape had that really big blockheaded guy, and there was Farscape, there was Andromeda. Um, yeah. Uh, I've never, I've never actually watched Andromeda. Have you? No, actually, I never. I mean, I'm just getting to fucking Star, Star Trek, Trek proper. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, you're you're not a. What do you what do you think about uh, Kevin Sorbo? He's a he's a fucking loser, right? <laughs> I think uh, I think he's one of the ones who got hit by the uh, more. Or what? What? What do you want to say? When people saw who he was because of the internet now, because he uh, took it, yeah, or he's like him, Dean Kane. <laughs> yeah. So that's not great. Um, James Wood fits in there too, just like what we'll talk about on well, video drum. Scott Bayo. Yeah, Scott Bayo, Bob Loblaw himself. He's a. They're he, all. Not good. They're uh yeah. Real cool dudes, real cool dudes, and Dune, yeah. So I mean, again, I yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of Dune. I like that yep. Dune. I, I like it more than I think a lot of people. Maybe not as much as uh, Vivian, but uh, yeah, I, I would say like yeah. Most people seem like they they shit on that movie, and I think unfairly mm-hmm. because that some of that Carlos Rambaldi special effects stuff that you see in that mm-hmm. pretty top shelf. As far as meme ability, sure. Why the why the hell not? And the yeah. music and some of them. There's like the one piece of music in that. Uh, it's fantastic when when the mm-hmm. when he Paul's riding around on that worm. It's pretty, pretty oh, worm riding, baby. Worm riding, and we're gonna. <laughs> hey, that was the I think that was the movie I was thinking about the other week. I'm like some director was complaining about uh, movies being hard to make during COVID, and it was uh, Denis. Denis Villeneuve. Oh, I'm. 
<laughs> We've talked about Denny Villeneuve a lot, but the stuff I've been seeing about Dune lately, and it's, I've just been like, holy fuck. Because, like, the, the amount that people, admi- like, are already admiring his Dune just by the fact that it exists, it exists. It yeah. is just, like, uh, absurd. It's an, it's 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 probably going to be shit. I don't think Dune makes a good movie. I think I said that when I read the book and I rewatched David Lynch's Dune. Even though I'm with you, I think David Lynch's Dune is fine. I was like, yeah, it's good. I don't know. Dune, man. Fucking Dune. I'm had enough Dune. Had enough Dune. I'm just scanning through the uh, local sightings 2020 list of this uh, Northwest Film Forum. Yeah, it uh, it does look cool. It looks like it's going on right now. But uh, if there's uh, other things. Well, where is it? I don't know. I thought it was September 18th. Oh, oh, so it's not for a couple weeks. No, no, yeah. I think that's not for 16 days. Like that's going to be right, right before Videodrome week. (gasps) Maybe I'll check it out. I like to support local arts, even though no, you don't. That's not local. That's the biggest pile of shit I've ever heard you say. I have attended art functions in town. (laughs) You love and you supported them. I was there. You were drinking at them. I've definitely seen that. Where does the money go for those drinks? To pay the cost of the alcohol? Exactly. So I'm helping them break even. There you go. I Emotional support is a kind of support. <laughs> you know what I mean, buddy? Jared Berger. <gasps> Real guy. I knew this day would come. Uh-oh. I had no reason to watch Rango. I just did it. Ha ha. I'm mm. taking a couple classes this semester that have frequent screenings, so that will explain the future strange picks. Okay. I must inform Jarrett that the Y in Y2 Mama Tambien is pronounced as an E. I, it, I, I drove me crazy last week, and I'm sure it drove other listeners crazy as well. I'm sure Frank was probably uh, pulling E2. out his very short hair. Yeah, he's got short hair now. I don't know if people know that. Um, yeah, you don't know E2 Mama Tambia? Apparently I got not. I got 98% in Spanish 10, Jared. Wow. It was only 14 years ago. Did it did it drive you crazy? Uh, no, because <laughs> neither of us know how to say anything. As for my review of the French Can-Can, I knew the day would come when a negative review of mine would be read on the podcast. I have two mindsets when writing letterbox reviews. Either I try to be witty and write something clever, or I just write something to help myself from the future remember the film. This charming review is a case of the latter. I wanted to talk about how the film was bad, but still a lot more charming than the 2001 Moulin Rouge. However, mm. I didn't want to call out my hate for this film because someone who follows me gifted the film to me. Uh, so yeah, that will explain any strange reviews coming forward. Well, see, that's a see, that's a a problem that we've dealt with before, where it's some the anonymity of uh, what we had before was sometimes better, and then when you were approached in a public situation and someone goes, "I love that movie," what do you think? And you know, I don't, I don't want to be like confrontational sometimes and i don't want to be like that movie's a big piece of shit i'll usually just go yeah it was fine yeah yeah cool yeah it's fine uh but then when you have things like a podcast and letterboxd and you put your opinions out there and then it hurts other people's feelings Jared, and that's not that's not canadian got one question for the two of you oh okay what is your opinion on alternate popcorn flavors i got into the deep end over the summer with salt pep Cajun, 
everything bagel, ranch, Ooh. and mustard flavors. Do any of these appeal to either of you? Jared Berger, real guy. P.S. Fuck House of 1000 Corpses. Whoa. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, movie's not good. Yeah, it's uh, fucking Rob Zombie, man. Robert. Robert Zombo. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to do with him. Sometimes, you know. No. You know, he's got really good stuff, but he's also got really bad stuff. Even like even like House of a Thousand Corpses. No, it's it's not good. It's just not good. Uh, So yeah, stand on the popcorn situation. I mean. I always uh, stand to throw some uh, dill pickle on that. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. I, I'm not a fan of like the fake cheddar kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like a cheese powder is never as good as it should be, I guess, yeah. when you think about it. But salt and pepper just seems pointless. So I, I literally have it like on the kitchen. You can't, well, you can salt it yourself. Yeah. It is salted. You just have to put some pepper on it. Maybe right. that's what he means, though. Salt pepper. I mean, Maybe I'm he's just peppering his popcorn. Is that, yeah, I guess. But uh, Cajun, it might wind up tasting a little bit Cajun too much like this uh, habanero jerky. Oh, that's true. Everything bagel, though. What the fuck is that? You must be at like a Colonel's style place where they make the flavored corns. Um, I tried to make salt and vinegar popcorn at my house once, and uh, you had to like heat the vinegar up with butter or something, and it exploded in my microwave. Oh, yeah. So uh, that was fun. Uh, I'm partial to Chicago pop, Jared, you know, where it's caramel popcorn with the cheddar that you don't uh, like yeah. that much, but you know, it, it's, it has its place. I think that's good. I also like caramel popcorn because well, that's very, good. see, these aren't really, the, I mean, when I think of alternate popcorn flavors, I'm thinking of that, that stuff that comes out of a, that you shake. a, a little shaker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. I just... <laughs> It's, it felt like I swallowed a bug for a second. Uh, did you hear me gasp? I, I did. It sounded like you swallowed a popcorn kernel. Fuck. Uh, okay, I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. I do like caramel popcorn. Super Kid is also pretty fun. For the shakers, uh, yeah, dill pickle all the way, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I, I do try to get salt and vinegar because that's like my go-to chip brand, but it's it's not quite the same on popcorn, you know? Mm-hmm. How about uh, you want to fuck with this ranch? No, no, people put ranch on too much stuff, I think. Yeah, it's true. I do. I like ranch, but like we have a uh, a popular pizza place here and one of their pizzas, I, I don't mind it, but it's, it is overboard where one of the pizzas, instead of like pizza sauce marinara, it has ranch in it. Yeah. It's the Roadhouse from Two Guys Pizza. Don't, 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 don't give them a shout out. Well, maybe they'll endorse us. No, they won't. That's true. They won't. They, I don't uh, know. Yeah, they, they. I mean, they want best pizza in the country, and then they let, you, then they they let that fame get to their head. <laughs> yeah, there were a few times we uh, we just had a shit meal from there, and then we stopped for a couple months getting yeah. it, and we we're just like, fuck them, because the pizza just kept coming like undercooked. Oh, that's and it's horrible. like, you know, like when you pick it up and it just like falls apart because it's like this wasn't even cooked. What? Yeah, it was bad news, so we just said fuck them. Well, you, you call them, you tell Mike, hey, what the fuck yeah i someone else said that to me too and i said you know what i'm just not gonna wor- eat there anymore that i will learn them <laughs> what are they gonna do without this guy who eats pizza every day you know what i mean yeah you know what andrew does with popcorn she she melts her butter and then she puts hot sauce in the butter yeah, and you, I think you, you've mentioned that before it's not bad it's not bad try it out try it out and what about mustard uh that sounds nuts i don't 
Like, I know you can get powdered mustard, like, so I, I don't know, man. Mustard, see, I know you're a big mustard guy. I am, but I don't know how I feel about mustard on my popcorn. What if you had mustard popcorn and you cut up a, some hunks of ham and you kind of dusted the popcorn with it so you could get ham and mustard together? Ham and mustard, ooh, a powdered ham? Well, no, you know how, like, people put milk duds in their popcorn? Yeah. You could just be shaking actual ham into your popcorn if it was mustard flavored. I think. I think. Mustard popcorn. Did you Google it? Uh, no, I'm just getting ready for the next email. Okay, well, you tell me about that, and I'll uh, tell you about mustard. Uh, there's nothing to tell. Well, next up is Sam Sanchez. <gasps> Happy birthday, Sam. Belated. Belated. Still, I remember. With an email entitled spines Ooh, is it all caps no is it all lowercase it's just it's just more like spines but it's way okay. cooler if you say spines spines hey guys a few things to touch on first on first on no he did say first on okay <laughs> happy late birthday to Jarrett. Since I tend to forget my own birthday is coming up, it completely slipped my mind that last week was the final show before mine and Jared's birthday. And midway through listening to the podcast, it hit me. And at the end of the show, Jared very kindly wished me a happy birthday properly before my birthday. I appreciate and hope RJ made all of your birthday wishes come true. Did I? No. Oh. Well, that's not going to change. So, oh, well. (laughs) Last week, you guys also touched on Criterion box set inconsistencies, and I wanted to chime in on, mm-hmm. on how much it has bothered me for 15-plus years. Oh, see? I knew someone would be bothered by that. Well, you think that like at least one person on the Criterion Creeps podcast listening would be a person who gave a shit about it at some point? Just not us, right? Everyone not, else? Someone. Someone out there. But I mean, the, maybe the people that really, really care outside of Sam, though, because Sam's a cool, normal guy. Maybe those guys, they, they, they don't like our uh, the cut of our jib. What is a jib? I've always disliked initially how, with okay. multiple box sets, the box set itself got its own spine number despite not being a movie itself. For mm-hmm. aesthetic purposes, speaking as someone has at one point owned every spine number, circa spine 700, and yes, mm-hmm. including the stage and spectacle set, I just hated how it would appear as if I was missing some spines when it would jump from spine 342 to spine 349, thanks to the Romer, Mora- <laughs> Romer Moral Tale set. I don't know what that is. We will. We will one day. Uh, oh fuck! A hundred fuck! A hundred <laughs> movies from now. Oh, <laughs> it just got re-released, RJ. It, it did just get re-released. A rover. Air, 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 it's like Air Gromer, and it's the Moral Tales set. Gromus from uh, yes. What is Gromus from? Wallet and Gromus. Oh yeah, yeah. Who am I thinking of? Grimace? Gr- Gromit and Wallace? Gromus? Grimace? What even what even is happening here? <laughs> Eventually they just started I sorry, I think it's those mini strokes. Eventually okay. they just started playing it completely fast and loose, not giving shit. Multiple sets, only getting one spine number. Lone Wolf, Godzilla, Bruce Lee, and Zadoichi. Mm-hmm. Zadoichi's only one spine number? Oh, isn't that like fucking fifteen movies or something? Try 25. 
Oh my god, that's one spine? Yeah. Oh. We'll be dead. That's like six, seven years from now, isn't it? Holy shit. And then Godzilla, that's like 16 right there. Bruce Lee, uh... six? Lone Wolf, Yeah, there's six? no consistency. Some At boxes all. having each title's spine, but no actual number on the spine, like the BBS set. What the fuck? And some sets not having a spine at all. Fellini, Bergman, Varda. Well, I mean, those are like the super sets. Collections? The, the, the super sets. Do you think that the individual movies in there will have what their actual spine numbers are? Like, no. you know how Juliet of the Spirits is? Oh, okay. No, no way. That would have been cool, but they, they won't. Oh, well. No, they're, that's big. That's going to be a big fuck you to the fans, as ass will say. <sighs> Not to mention the huge physical size of a lot of these. All of this has thankfully played a part in me not feeling like I actually had to own a lot of these and actually resulting in going back selling a lot of the DVD versions I had a few years ago. I actually like how the Indicator series handles the spine numbers of box sets pictured below. And as you can tell, my collector mentality still haunts me. The only anal thing that kind of bothers me with Indicator is their inconsistency of spine numbers and release dates. I'm assuming it's got something to do with initial planned release dates of titles and being unwilling, unable to change it to a different spine. Example, Spine 28, Alan Parker's Birdie was released in October of 2019, while Spines 27 and 29 both came out in early 2017. Also most recent release I own is Spine 193, but there are over a dozen spines that don't have a release yet, including Spine 46 and about five in the 130 range. Jesus. That's that's actually been a case with uh, the Redemption films too. Spine number 13 still has never come out, and they're up to like 56 or 57. So they just they like they have a they have they're a like whatever they have a plan or or actually the fucking uh was it and, and they fucked up one of the spines where they doubled up there's like two five spine fifty sixes and they just printed it that way and th- what collection was that Redemption Films uh, Redemption another Films. another one that's a, a big garbage fire is Code Red they're uh, oh yeah. yeah they're they're <laughs> fucking what's his name that that guy oh Bill Who Code Bill Cold Red? Yeah, the guy who was Bill Olson or whatever. Oh. <laughs> of course. But seeing, let's see here. Uh, I mean, I'm unique in that case. I'm sure this doesn't bother that many people. Just me and my dumb brain. And I'm grant, and granted, I'm kind of exaggerating how much, how much it actually bothers me. It's just minorly annoying. But seeing that picture below, yeah. Jarrett, don't you want in on some indicator? Come on, <laughs> join me. Most are region free, and I'm going to send this to RJ Ooh. as well. And look at this interactivity I'm sending you. Is, I'm is send... this on the Skype as it well? It will be. Uh, there. Let's see. Look at the look at the beauty of these spines Ooh. of indicator. Let's look. I like those hammer collections. Yeah, those are pretty good. Those are cool. Is this Sam's collection himself, or yeah. is this? I'm th- I think I think this is Sam's shelf. Damn, dude's got like six copies of Sister Act. That's pretty cool. What does that say? I'm assuming. I mean, I'm assuming this is his shelf. I see Charlie Varick in there. It's got to be him. Sam Fuller collection. Well, it's everything because he's a a collector. The collector. The like collector. The... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got a John Ford collection. Where do you think the Horizon is? Where it belongs. Oh, okay. Okay. Damn. Final thing to touch on is this longer than usual email, or in this longer than usual email, is Tenet. Uh, as discussed, we had on whether you guys would risk the COVID and visit the theater for Master Nolan's new work. 
One uh-huh. of the guys on Film Junk is a big Nolan boy, but also doesn't want to run the risk of COVID. He checked right. out a nearby theater to see what seating arrangements were like and realized that the theater only had 16 available seats at max capacity for the screening. He then hmm. elected to buy all 16 seats to essentially wow. rent out the theater and only invite the other Film Junk guys and other close friends. I have no idea if anyone else pitched in or if he ate up the entire cost himself. But do you guys see Tenet or, I guess, any other movie in a theater during the COVID era? It sounds like wrestling. It's like the, it's like the, the, the Roman Reigns the era. COVID era. For the price of 16 seats and only invite trusted, hopefully COVID-free people, potentially splitting the cost the more people you invite. Or is COVID looming too much to run the risk of doing so? All right, guys. Thanks for reading this girthy one here. And take Ugh. care. <laughs> was that his word or yours? That was his. That uh, was you that... vinegar syndrome, guys. Oh, yeah. We all, we all know about the girth. Oh, <laughs> and God. Spines. <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, what do you think, Jer? Would you uh, would you rent out the whole theater? What is that like? It's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, I... if you're a big Nolan boy, and mm-hmm. you could easily get fourteen other people. Do you know fourteen other people that you trust? Sure. Really. All of them are trustworthy. There's not one of those guys that's like probably COVID. That, that would be coming in going. <laughs> and say, don't worry, it's just allergies. Yeah. I'm allergic to the new theater smell. Um, I think in that situation, I would definitely do it if I could get enough people to go in with me. But I don't think our theater is rolling like that. I think our theaters like half capacity or something well movie mill has bounced around between anywhere from as low as 25 percent, i think to 50 percent. i think they're i think they're now around that 30 percent mark yeah so 30 percent, like our big theater how many seats are in one of those theaters like like 100 200 e- easy yeah at least 100 so 30 percent of 100 still 33 30. it's double that so I don't know. I, I couldn't afford it would be the biggest thing. But if someone else propositioned me, I would definitely jump in on it. Oh, yeah. If they propositioned you, you'd be all over it. I'd be over anything as long as there's money involved. It's, yeah. See, check out RJ's OnlyFans. It's not my OnlyFans. It's our OnlyFans. Oh, it's it's definitely yours. Our OnlyFans. I have noticed that the, uh, the, the letterbox has not been... Mm-hmm super kind to tenant uh do you think though that do you think that's do you think it's accurate or do you think it's people who are voicing frustration of all everything over the last five months and they're just like fuck it it's like i i went out to a movie theater for this for this movie that i didn't even like i don't know i think it's those types well i mean uh george was a fan yeah he liked it quite a bit nope and then after that, it's been middling, middling reviews. Well, we'll see, I guess. One day. Yeah. One day when we'll have, we have our freedom back. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. Yeah, that's right. You want to listen to this last email? Sure. From one Justin Peterson. There he is, the kid himself. How do you take it? Ugh. What? How, how, how do you take it? 
Uh, I'm going to need a little bit more, Jer. Hey, Jer and RJ, what's happening? As uh-huh. I sit here in deep thought, thinking about what to ask you this week, I glanced at my Vente iced black Americano oh, from Starbucks God. and became curious if you guys like coffee. <laughs> well, what a, what how a do co- I take it, Jared? I, On the toilet is how I take my coffee. I learned the whole barista game in college when I worked at a coffee shop inside a Books a Million, and I pretty much like it all. I've never had a cappuccino machine at home, but I have brewed mm-hmm. coffee grounds or K-cups for many years in my Keurig or French press coffee maker. I used to love plenty of cream and flavored syrup, but nowadays I just keep it simple and drink it black. How do you Damn. get your caffeine fix? Well, how about you, Jared? Is it Coke Zero mostly? Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> just, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll have like uh, some diet drinks. I, yeah, I, unfortunately, uh, coffee and I aren't friends. Uh, not by my choice. It's, Does it's it... it, not me. Does it incite a certain response, a physiological yeah. Yeah, response? Yeah, where, where, where it's like, rather than like it being a choice to sit on the toilet, uh, I, 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 it's like a, it's like a, an embarrassing run. I feel like your problem would be solved if you had coffee while sitting on the toilet. You're, you're probably right, but I mean, there, for me, coffee is very much a social thing too. Um, can be it, uh, would you drink tea in one of those settings it's not the same okay no I, even a black tea even even a black tea that's, that's all i only drink my tea is black buddy what about a uh, earl gray what about a roibus all, all i have is earl gray is my tea yeah. just like uh john luke all right do you drink it hot or cold hot Okay. What? RJ, I don't know. RJ, what are you doing over there? Oh. So anyway, yeah, uh, I I drink coffee like just straight up coffee. All the other yeah. like fancy smancy versions, they never really uh, impressed me as much as just straight up coffee. And I started off as a uh, sugar and cream boy, lots of lots of sugar, a little bit of cream, and uh, during the dying days of me being able to drink coffee and even trying decaf, and uh, it just didn't work. Um, and it was. Uh, as Dale Cooper would put it, uh, black as midnight, sweet as the devil. Damn fine coffee. Damn fine cup of coffee from, from Shelly herself. Damn. See, I, I'm, I'm a fan of some damn fine coffee, Jared. I, uh, at home, I just have a splash of cream and a spoon of sugar. I like it a little bit like that. You know, evens it out a little bit. At work, we have free coffee. Uh, and I... I usually just take it black, but it's because it's kind of a hassle to dick around with that kind of stuff. So touch things. Yeah, I don't want to touch anything. Even like before COVID, I didn't like touching stuff in there. I was like, I don't want to dig into this communal bowl of sugar and like, I don't know what's going on in there. So I just take it straight there. But uh, you know, at home, a little splash of this, splash of that. Why not? Splash of that and this. Right, bud. Following up from last week. When oh, it yeah. comes to bread on my sandwich, I like anything besides white bread because that's for basic bitches. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of a baby thing, right? Uh, Parmesan, Oregon, rye, sourdough, or wheat would all be much preferred. Also, mm-hmm. I hate peanut butter and jelly. I much prefer peanut what? butter and honey or Nutella sandwiches. Well, you know, you know what, Justin, I'm right there with you. I, I'm a I'm a big PB and honey guy. 
Um, but I also really do like peanut butter and strawberry when I'm at a restaurant and the opportunity strikes. I like peanut butter and honey. I think that's real good. Peanut yep. butter and banana with a little dash of cinnamon is also very good if you've never tried that. Uh, peanut butter and jam is the best. I make that shit once a week. Jam or jelly? It's a, it's jam. It's a raspberry jam. Okay. It's a Costco Kirkland brand raspberry jam, but uh, I eat at least one a week, and it's not for like work or anything, just at home. I'm one one whole sandwich a week. Wow, one peanut butter and jam a week. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. You're an animal. How many sandwiches you slinging down in a week? At least two. At least. How many of those are PB and J's? None. I'm, I'm, I I'm, I eat one a week. I'm peanut butter, least. but it's peanut butter and honey. And if uh, I want, I have apple jelly, and I just forego the peanut butter and it's straight up just apple, apple jelly. Apple jelly, yeah, it's delicious. Apple jelly, yeah. What the fuck? Get, get, it's a save one, man. And it's raspberry. You gotta get that that Smuckers. No, seven minute abs. <laughs> eight, eight minute abs. You know what I mean? He doesn't know. I know. They don't know. I fi- yeah, I know you know. I but- finally saw the recent Planet of the Apes trilogy and really enjoyed it. My favorite was Part 1, Rise, followed by Part 3, War, and then Part 2, Dawn. How do these movies hold up in your memory, and can you remind me how you rank them? Mm, I think I have a Planet of the Apes list. Of all the inclu- apes. Of all the apes movies. I can't totally remember... But uh, I like all the Planet of the Apes movies. I think they're all cool. Even, even the two. bad ones. Even the bad ones, yeah. And, and the fifth one. Oh, yeah, that one. I think that's the bottom of the bucket of all of them. But uh, What? Yeah, those new <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I like the new ones. I think you were, like, okay with the new ones. Right? I liked, yeah, I found that they were, like, it was, like, diminishing returns. Like, the first one I thought was yeah. good. The second one was about the same. And the third one less good yeah i think that first one is really good it's got in my memory at least yeah. uh, i really liked that first uh remake it's good stuff it checks a lot of your boxes yep hey that's a father and then, that's got some fathers and sons right that's got oh. that's got some animal testing <laughs> oh that's got animal testing fathers and sons that's about grief and loss Jarrett. yeah john lifgel loses his memory that's right alzheimer's mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking that's about Caesar loses his family and his freedom. Wow. Huge. I'm looking for your uh, Planet of the Apes list. There it is. I got uh, it. It's probably like three, like, four years old. Oh, I got it, buddy. What do we got in there? We're, we're dropping a lot of buds tonight. I've, hey I there, buddy. Well, you got Con- Conquest. Conquest. Conquest yeah. is number one. Yeah. Number two is Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. Number three is Rise. And hey, look at oh, that. Okay. Number four is War. Ah, so I'm right there with uh, yep. JP. And then you got Escape. And, uh-huh. then you, and then you got Dawn. Uh-huh. And then you've got Beneath. Then you yep. have Battle for the Planet of the Apes. And then number yep. nine, you've got Tim Burton's Tip Planet of the Apes. I can't believe it. Oh, man. Remember, that movie remember, is... Remember uh, Abraham Lincoln, though? <laughs> How can you forget See... Abraham Lincoln? And so you're wrong. 
When was the last time you watched that show? Oh, fuck. I never need to see that. I saw that in theater, and I was laughing out loud at the end of the movie, and I was like, this is the best. (laughs) I think you... uh, I I feel like I might have been in a contrarian mood at the time. I think the ending has washed what uh, your opinion of that movie may have been. Oh, 100%. And that's fine. That's fine. I I hope you rewatch it one day. I'm leaving the memories well enough alone. Okay, that's fair. Fair enough. Uh, Goat movie question of the week. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. What are your favorite of all time Mel Gibson movies? Don't you dare. Curious to hear what RJ has to say since he loves them all. <laughs> Mine would be Braveheart followed by Mad Max 2. It's Signs. It's It's got to be Signs, Jarrett. Signs is the best. 100%. Hmm. It's Signs. It's Signs. <laughs> Science. Uh, Science is my favorite. He's amazing in that. Uh, I think Payback is really mm-hmm. good. And the actual two of them that I actually think are like amazing Mel Gibson performances is Conspiracy Theory and Maverick. <laughs> he is so good in those movies. Uh, Possibly better than Braveheart in them, too. What about Ransom? Uh, Ransom has some charm. <laughs> Hey, what about The Beaver? Uh, The Beaver is 24th on my list of 36 for Mel Gibson ranked movies. What about Bird on a Wire? Bird on a Wire is 16th out of 36 on my Mel Gibson movies. What about The Professor and the Madman? Haven't seen it yet. I don't know if it's out. Well, I mean, it came out last year. Did it actually though? Apparently, some people. Where the fuck did it go? I don't know. That's got uh, your buddy Sean Penn in it. Uh, directed by first time, long time, Farhad Safania. Who? Exactly. It's the only movie he's ever directed. Okay. Let's see. Oh, it's on Hoopla. I don't have Hoopla. Damn. Well, you see. I, well, I mean, I, I remember. Yeah, you saw Chain Reaction. You saw he, Attack Force Z, Tim. Uh, Tim is Tim's something pretty, pretty spectacular. Um, for other reasons, Chain Reaction. Mel Gibson is in it for one second, literally. Uh, so that one doesn't count. Attack Force Z is, eh, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, I think Road Warrior is uh it's pretty good the t- top of the top of the line because you've got good. two dies ago <laughs> what <laughs> no I, i'm just kidding uh yeah road warrior is pretty good man no he's all good. so disheveled in it uh yeah. what would you say was your favorite movie theater experience Mine would be when I saw Inglorious Bastards on my birthday on opening night with a theater packed full of Quentin Tarantino fans. It was also fun to see Beer Fest with a couple of fraternity brothers. While Ooh. ironically, which, oh, which, okay, which, iro- which ironically came out on my 21st birthday. Wow. All these birthday movies. That's true. True. What's your favorite theater experience, Jared? Was it when that guy put his feet up on the... Up on the headrest? No, that was a girl. That was like a teenage oh, yeah. girl. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, those are not my favorites. I remember actually like one of the. It's, I wouldn't call this a favorite either. I remember like telling a guy while we were watching Moneyball uh, uh-huh. to shut the fuck up, <laughs> and that was that was fun because for the rest of the movie, uh, everyone that was with me he thought we were going to get into a fight in the parking lot after. Yeah, and I'm like, I was like, no, they're not. Like, they're a bunch of fucking wimps. They're not going to do shit. They were in the wrong. Yeah. And sure enough, they like kind of shot some glances at us, and it's like, what are you going to fucking do about it? Shut your fucking mouth. Whoa, that was, that was a good time. That was a good time. Don't Jared, talk, don't don't Duncan. talk. Don't talk in movies. This this is a this is unlike a man I've ever seen before, Jared. <laughs> it's like we're, we're at the theater. Stop wow. stop talking. It's like a Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> it's like dragged across concrete. It is. You you're him in Dragged Across Concrete. You've had enough. <laughs> had enough. Had uh, enough. That was good. I mean, for actual like positive experiences. Um I guess like when I saw Grindhouse, no, yeah. uh, seeing a uh, Grindhouse in theater, that was awesome because that movie, that, that was such a fun experience. And then, because uh, I saw that a, a couple times in theater, and each time people like got up and left because they were yeah. they were not aboard this like full on experience. And then yeah, they fled, and I was okay with that. I uh, I saw a bunch of people walk out of District Nine for some reason. I never really understood that. They couldn't understand. Um, uh, I think most of mine are negative experiences. Uh, much of them I've talked about on here, like uh, Hereditary or the guy who put the popcorn under the urinal. One what that was really good was when you and me were watching a fucking whatever the last Star Wars movie was before COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that guy walked all over that other guy's popcorn. <laughs> Which is, it's sad for that guy, but for us as bystanders, it was pretty funny because <laughs> he just walked right through that guy's popcorn. Oh, it was wild, right through it. Uh, one of my <sighs> one of the funnier experiences I remember was uh, watching Talented Mr. Ripley over at oh, yeah. the was it Lethbridge Center Theater, and mm-hmm. there's a bit where like it's uh, Matt Damon's talking to Jude Law, and then. Jude Law is getting really annoyed at uh, at Matt Damon as one would, and he's like, he gets out of the bathtub and it's just like his ass, and I was like, whoa, that's his ass. But then like the film reel broke, and then like on his ass, yeah. And so they had to like oh. they had to do a whole restart, and so of course when they restarted, you get to see his ass again. <laughs> and like I don't know, when I was in high school, so you were pretty junior, into that. I, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh, it's his butt again. <laughs> Like it's just like of course like of all things like oh yeah just in case you missed it because I mean the probably the person that was wasn't even paying attention to where it was at so they're like oh we'll just rewind to here and of course we we're like oh Jude Law's ass so that, we thought that was funny for a bit that's I mean that could be your new catchphrase uh, Jude Law's ass Jude Law's ass speaking of asses in movie theaters I don't know if I ever told you this but one uh, when I saw Avatar I had a large pop. And this old lady kind of was like going to sit in the seat beside me. And she's like doing the scoochie thing. She's like scoochie. And then uh, she sat down and she sat on my pop in the seat rest. And my whole like it all went into her her butt. And it fell over upside down into her seat because she like smashed it so hard. And then she picked it up and she looked at it and like the lid didn't come off. And she handed it to me. She's like, it's still good. And I was like. By whose definition 
is that still good? Your entire ass sopping was on my pop. I'm gonna get pink eye if I drink that fucking thing. <laughs> well, oh, no? I don't know if that's how exactly how it works. It is. Trust me. <laughs> that's, I got pink eye. That's oh shit. You so no, you, I'm just kidding. You see, so you drink it, huh? Um, now, what would be your dream movie theater experience? I've never seen anything in 70 millimeter before. So seeing one of the great epics like Dr. Zhivago in that format in one of those nice theaters in LA or New York would be awesome. Or how about seeing the premiere of the 10th and final Quentin Tarantino film at a con film festival? Is that going to be a Star Trek film? I well, he'll be writing that movie. I don't know if he'll be directing it. If if, if movies ever get made again. I think he got pulled off of that, but he said it was going to be the gangster epi- uh, episode of Star Trek, which everyone was like, what? Yeah, well, of course it was. Cause he's, he's, a, <sighs> he's, he's a nerd. He's a nerd. What, what would you, your ideal experience be? I know mine. <laughs> I mine would be I was the only person in the theater. That's for, it. For every movie you ever see ever for again. For every movie. That's the only thing I want. Hmm. That's it. Man, I guess it'd just be rewatching something, right? Uh, yeah. It's I guess whatever like, you I want mean, it to be. I think it'd be really cool to see like Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a uh, a full audience. Yeah, that would I be think, cool. I think that would be uh, an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure I, I don't want to go with the, to the movie though with a bunch of people who like know it all. I, I want to see it with people who've never seen it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, you could I, just I don't, I don't want. Kids. Yeah, I don't want. I want to. I want to be sitting there and chuckling quietly to myself when Franklin's talking and on screen. Mm. Well, see, I mean, that's just where we're different, man. I don't like other people, so I wouldn't want to be in a crowd. But most of, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that would be. Pref- I mean, preferable, I guess, to be in an empty theater seeing a movie. Often, I don't know. Yeah, movie mill. Movie mill used to offer that pretty well, but I don't know. It's pretty busy there too because the city yeah. only has two theaters still. That's true. When's your theater gonna open? Uh, just gotta get those funds together. Gotta get my GoFundMe. Start a movie theater during COVID. Give me a, a half a million, please. Oh, I'm, consider me. Yeah. Well, guys, Tenant has opened up in wide release in my town, so wish me luck as I pull up my mask and brave the confined setting of a movie theater with my nephew this Friday to go check it out. Thanks for your time, and have a great show. Cheers. Cheers to you, big dog. And and, and don't get sick. Yeah, that's good advice, too. Yeah. Well, advice. hey, you know what's fun is, like, so that's the thing, too, is up until a week ago, you can yeah. go to the theater without a mask on, but they've now made that mandatory to wear masks in any sort of public arena. So I'm assuming that now extends to theaters, so they don't have to make that choice. You just have to wear it, and that's okay. Because apparently there was something about, like, well, people want you to eat popcorn. And you're like, you can take your mask off to eat the popcorn. And then put it back on. Exactly. I think the big thing there is people just don't want to wear them. Well, I think that's the major thing. <laughs> To which I say, why not? Why not? Just put it on. Oh, all those emails. Damn. Well, thanks to everyone who emailed in. What what a feeling it is. What a feeling. Uh, Happy birthday, Sam Sanchez. Happy birthday, Garrett Bunkin. Happy birthday, uh, uh, Northwest Film Festival. They're all here. Yeah, that's right. RJ. 
Yeah. What you been creeping on this week? Nothing. <laughs> Me neither. Well, that's the end of the show. See you next time. <laughs> See you later. Uh, I got some DS9s for you, but not a lot. What? Well, I uh, what, I apologize. What, what, uh, what happened to, to the? I mean, how am I supposed to even do this? Like, like, do you see? Do you see what happened on the weekend? You, we haven't even talked about that. We dropped the, like the motherload, the Star Trek Next Generation review compilation. Mm-hmm. Huge, mm-hmm. huge. We got a comment on Facebook that I thought was actually super funny, where it was like, "This is the only post I actually understand." Oh yes, and uh, I liked it because a lot of my posts, as I've said before, people think that I'm on whippets when I write posts sometimes. So, which, are, which is only half true. But only uh, half. I, I really like the Facebook comment on our uh, Knights of Kiberia YouTube. Uh, Janet Bradder, what a shame! The critic misses the point. I suppose he has yet to live much to live life. Grow up, get a life, boy. That's uh, that was on Facebook, on YouTube. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, on the uh, Knights of Kiberia. Man, post. fuck you, Janet. Whatever your name is, I re- I remember specifically in Knights of Kiberia. I started the episode and I said, you know what, man, I had a bad day, and I don't think I said I didn't like the movie that much, but I I realized that that a lot of that has to do with my context. And maybe maybe there maybe it was uh and the ship sails on. Oh yeah, like that was also in that episode. Well, yeah, but I mean, same thing, right? I think I was upfront with it. I was like, you know what, guys, I had a bad day, and I'm just not feeling. Hey. Fe- didn't feel this movie, okay? Get a Is life, that- boy. Get a life, boy. Grow I've up. lived, Jared. If only they knew how I've lived <laughs> on OnlyFans. On OnlyFans, I had my OnlyFans streaming when I was in the. Never mind. I won't say anything about yeah, that. Don't say that. Nope, nope, can't say nothing. Uh, uh, well, so anyway, we dropped it. We dropped yeah, that. Yeah, we did. That was like a lot of work for me. With yeah. Absolutely no Pay thank, off. thanks or anything. Well, I greatly appreciate it. I, I said I, from... I, I, I've never heard your voice so much while editing something. It was just like, it's just a typhoon of you. And how was it? What's that? Did you enjoy I, listening I mean, to me? I will say that, not to toot our own horn, but I think sometimes yeah. we, we, we come up with some real gold every once in a while. I think we have legitimate gold some real, all the time. Some real pearls. Pearls before swine? Sure. I think we I think specifically in Star Trek, we had some good conversation. So all those people out there who don't want to hear about Star Trek, it's too fucking bad. Frank. Because we're going to talk about it. That's right, Right, Frank. Jared? Uh, yeah, I would like to personally thank you for that because I think that is terrific. And I think that episode, I'm just calling it now. I think we'll have longevity and it might not be set in a fire to YouTube today, but I think in years to come, it'll be up there with the Twin Peaks episode. Like my guess. Likely. And, you know, how many we'll people, how many people do you think will listen to all three hours and 23 minutes? I think I know at least one who has yeah. a double dipper even what? listen to the podcast and listening to Star Trek. Oh my. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 One. So one you want to hear about Star Trek? Yeah. I do want to hear about Star Trek, but, but it's like <laughs> going deep. How deep? Right into that wormhole. 
We're going nine inches into the wormhole. We're going <laughs> deep space nine. Holy shit. Well, you what, what is this? You Are, said what is this Jared talking? Talk about I didn't nine think inches that would, in wormholes? Oh, I didn't think that would come off as weird deep? as it did. Darjay. I expected better from you. Are you and you're working with children? No. Who said that? Nobody ever. Um I said nothing. That was Jarrett. Uh, and I'm in a character. I play for a podcast. So, Jarrett, you want to hear about Deep Space Nine? Yes, please. Hit me, hit, give me. Give me it all. How are you feeling yeah. about it? So I didn't I didn't get to put down a half a season, but I got a quarter of a season, which okay. is pretty good in itself. So I got six episodes in. My general takeaway is right now, I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Nothing has blown me away at all mm-hmm. so far in the first six episodes, and uh, but that's not put me down or anything. It is, it's comfortable because it is more Star Trek, and yep. it, I think I told you after I finished TNG, I was like, oh, that's a bummer, but I did know Deep Space Nine, which uh, everyone and especially you seem to uh, hold very highly. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people even more than TNG. Um, and from one other thing, like I don't read into like what's coming down or anything like that. Just like casual things I see. Cause now I follow like star Trek on Twitter and all that. Uh, some people said that first two seasons meander a little bit for mm-hmm. DS nine yeah. and then it kind of gets, gets into it. Um, I can see they're laying down lots of Cardassian stuff. Well, yeah. Uh, which makes sense. So nothing's blown me away. Nothing's blown any dicks off. But uh, it is nice to be back in the Trek world. And uh, after, uh, after in... like a week, <laughs> after a week. Yeah. I mean, fuck. it feels like years ago that I watched TNG. Two, two weeks at work full time. It feels like <laughs> it feels like two years ago I watched where I was watching TNG. Right. So anyways, uh, so far, um, it's I eat uh, and I know it will get better. So this is what I got for you, Jared. We got episode 1.01, DS, well, DS speak, Oh, wait, Speaking of which, your like, episode counts are all fucked up on that Word document you posted. Why? Well, because episode 1 is not one, episode 1. It's episode 1 and 2. You know what it is, dude. Uh, so I actually I have an answer well, to this. Yeah, Farpoint or whatever. Because I was looking it up, and I was like, because I was tra- I was trying to match up your descriptions of like from your because you had the star ratings. This is the yeah. this is the thing that people need to look up is because they're they're missing out on RJ's star ratings and capsule review summaries mm-hmm. that are only exclusively on social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I was looking at your numbers. I went, that doesn't make any sense. Code of Honor is episode four. It's not episode three. Yeah, so I I, I know exactly what it was. So. uh I watched a couple episodes on Netflix, but only two or three because it was like sometimes Crave didn't work. So I was like, whatever, I'll um, I'll watch it on Netflix. I can't remember which one is which Netflix. And I think it's Netflix. Actually, I watched the first episode. I can't remember. Whatever. They combined episodes one and two into like an hour and a half. And it was listed as episode one because it's so one of them i think it's netflix combines two parters into a single episode which is not ideal but i i'm pretty sure crave doesn't so i don't know i think that's what the problem was so anyways and i think it's okay because now i was watching crave and it's a two-parter and i'm pretty sure it lines up and it's two separate episodes i think Tell me about that space station. Deep Space Nine. Oh, no, it, it is going to be fucked up. 
Because uh, the next episode is supposed to be episode seven, Cubis, and on IMDb that says episode six is Cubis. Yeah. See. What the fuck? So wait, does I'm is IMDb combining episodes? Is that what the problem is? I don't think Where's so. Where's it great? Oh my god. <sighs> okay. Do I, have, do I have to do everything? I don't know what's going on here. It's pretty. I feel like it's pretty straightforward. So bring you back to 1993. Okay, 1993 January. This was a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 1.01. Uh, my two out of four star review. What's up with Cisco? What's up with how Cisco talks? I see. Right, I've been saying this all. I've been saying this all along. His, yeah, it's like Jake. Tonally, it's all over, and it's got like it has pitch, and then it goes down. It's all over the place. It's like it sounds like a person who, it legitimately sounds like someone who doesn't know how to talk is pretending like they know how to talk, like an alien. It's Mm. like this. This is English. Yow. It's like stuff like that. So, like, I had to look it up. I was like, where's this guy from? I was like, is English just not his first language? But I'm pretty sure he's American. Avery Brooks? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, that doesn't mean English is his first language, but, like... His uh, enunciation is uh, something. Uh, he's got a weird way of talking, man. Like, well, yeah. real weird. You wait. I mean, it, it never really goes away. It's worse. It's always there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I found out. I found out what's going on. IMDB is the one fucking it up because they have episode one emissary, uh, which is actually well, a two parter. Well, as well an it, hour no, no, no. See, but the thing is, though, see, originally was aired as a two hour pilot movie and then was converted <sighs> in syndication to two separate episodes in syndication. See, you see what's going on here? See, I'm watching in syndication, baby, but you're watching it on like. Whatever you're watching it on. So when you're on, when you watch the first episode, it's not an hour and a half. It's two hour and a half or two 45 minute episodes. So that's two. So you've actually watched seven episodes. No, it's the opposite. I've only actually watched five. Oh. If I'm going off of IMDb now, because IMDb has Q, Q list as episode six, but in Crave, it Q list is episode seven, which but, is supposed but, to be but, my but, next episode. Oh, you, so you haven't watched Q list yet. No, that's supposed to be next. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, I, I got I, I got it now. So what I thought was episode 1.02, uh, which I had as the Cisco reality tour, I gave two out of four stars. So what I'm saying is the pilot in general, I believe, is two out of four stars. Okay. Which, and it's like I said, all of these episodes, I think I've, I've enjoyed all of them, but like none of them have blown me away or anything like that. I'm like, it's pretty standard. Um, I also wrote that Odo is Alex Mack. Do you remember the TV show Alex Mack, Jared? No. So Alex Mack was a Canadian TV show that played on YTV. That's youth television. The Secret World of Alex Mack. Secret World of Alex Mack. And she had a, she was a young girl who had a superpower. And I don't know if you've seen any images. <laughs> is, she a, is she a shapeshifter? She wouldn't shape shift per se, she would turn into a silver goo or like ooze. Yeah. So her body would go down into ooze and she could like slide under doors and stuff. Holy shit. She is Odo. She is Odo. What came first though? Alex Mack or Deep Space Nine? Well, uh, Secret World of Alex Mack aired in 1994. So maybe the (sighs) the showrunners of that were like, 
This Odo. <laughs> uh, may, maybe. <laughs> They're like, you know who would really like Odo? Kids. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, so anyways, uh, I'll adjust my episodes here now. 1.02, Bashir is real dumb. Two out of four stars. Oh, man. I don't know what the progression of this character will be. Bashir? He oh, Bashir never gets good. He's like, so he was in an episode of TNG where he was talking with Data, and you could tell he's like, they like play him up as this like uh, wholesome guy because he he's really yes. interested in who Data is as a person, and Data's like people never or doctors never care about my personality. It's more about like how I run mechanically, and he's like, but you're a person. That's how Bashir talks. Yes, but in this one, it's like all these covert per- people and all the spy stuff going on, and Bashir eventually clues in- into it. But for like four, like for like thirty minutes, he's like, huh? And the guy's like, maybe you should do this at this time, and he's like huh he's like real dumb jared he's just real dumb dumb so bashir's real dumb episode 1.03 do clones have souls a murder mystery two out of four stars an episode that aired on my third birthday wow so this is uh so this this is actually episode four on IMDb, this is episode three. Well, that's, I've adjusted. That's not. That's I've say bullshit. So my my count is right. Then I have it as one point oh four. You are right. Okay. 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 Yeah. I was going by no, but, but before like your your season one of Next Generation is a little off. Yeah, and that's because of the syndication stuff. Be- but okay. That yeah. Yeah. One point four was do clones have souls? Murder mystery. A criminal comes on board. He dies, and everyone thinks it's Odo, and yeah. there's going to be a lynching, which is problematic. Um, and it's directed by a, a man named Paul Lynch. Really? No. How do you like that? Do you think he did that on purpose? <laughs> he wiggles his eyebrows. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, so 1.05, uh, Tower of Babel Aphasia. So everyone starts speaking in different languages. I imagine this aired around the same time as that strong Catholic lizard episode that speaks only in quotes. So everyone starts speaking in languages no one else can understand. I said, hey, it's the Bible. I have. Remember the Bible, Jared? Yeah, as RJ has a drink. Well, I'm not I'm not the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1.06, Daft Punk terrorists two out of four stars so every episode i've watched so far episodes one to six have been two out of four and it's like i said uh i have liked them all but uh there's been uh nothing that's blown blown my shorts if you know what i mean yeah oh shit i'm just i'm looking ahead because have you ever seen the the grand nagus is that an episode well, it's an episode. Called, there's an episode. There's an episode called the Nagus, and that is also a character. So, are, uh, I mean, have you ever have you ever met the Nagus in like in Next Generation? So, the Grand Nagus is like the head not of, in of the. So, the Grand Nagus is the the head of the Ferengi Alliance. Does he have a gigantic head? Yeah, he's he's like really big headed and big. His big lobes, big lobes oh. to be rubbed. 
I, I think I actually remember seeing a character like that as a kid because I was like, that guy's got a gigantic head. Uh, but uh, he he has yet to come up oh, in TNG good. or anything. Yeah, he's, well, he's got a good uh, good actor who plays him. The Grand Nagus? Yeah. Well, I won't look, but oh, I'm excited yeah. to... That's a, while, that's a little ways away. I mean, at your rate, you won't be there for like a month. Uh, excuse me. I'm seeing that the Nagus is episode 10. That's mm. only four episodes away. Oh, who knows how long it will take, though? I'm hoping I can keep a pace of at least six a week. Oh, I'm just looking ahead. There's an episode called Melora. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Uh, an ensign. Ensign Melora. Well, I think it's her first name. Oh, when does it get uh, blow your shorts good? It is a. Eventually. Yeah, it's a slow creep toward, like, the main thrust, I guess, of what the series becomes. Definitely by the end of season two, I would say you will be more involved. Like, that's when you should be, like, a bit more invested. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's fine. I can do that. I can do that. And I want to clarify, when I say blow your shorts, I mean, like, your shorts would fly off your body. I don't mean the other thing. Well, how how do you feel about Ferengis? That's that's, that's something that's going to... You're going to get a real taste for Ferengis. Okay, so here's the thing. I like them. I like their characters. I like their designs. I think the big ears is cool. The only thing I don't like about the Ferengi is uh, I don't like their noses because it's got all those little ridges. And I don't really like – I think I've mentioned before. I don't like those like – there's that phobia of like small clusters of things. And that's what it looks like to me where it's just like – it looks like bugs. Oh, <laughs> so I don't I don't like uh, their noses and it's oh, like yeah. Are you has Rom done a lot yet? Rom, who is Rom? Uh, uh, Quark's brother. Uh, Rom has been mentioned because uh, Rom uh, he has a kid who got put into Nog, Keiko's class. Nog, Nog, <laughs> yeah, because uh, Nog Nog was playing black. <laughs> Nog playing some practical jokes, old uh, young Nog. Nog. Uh, so. Uh, Horse brother shake. was mentioned a few times, but I think, uh, I think he actually the actor who plays Nog died too. The little kid? Yeah, well, he wasn't like actually little. I don't think. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't remember how that worked. But I know. Yeah, the the actor who played Nog died during DS Nine or Aaron, after? Aaron Eisenberg. Yeah, he died. Uh, was it last year? I guess. Oh, okay. That's way later. That's fine. Yeah, I well, thought it was like yeah. during DS Nine. I was like, "Well, shit, maybe they shouldn't have had him in the makeup chair." I, for I, like I, eight I, hours I believe he died when he was fifty. So fifty. Yeah. Fuck. Well, he's like, yeah, he's like a twenty-year-old playing a like a teenage. He's like twelve or something. Yeah, but he's not. He's actually not that young. Well, that's what I thought when I saw him because it's like it's a small person, but like to do that much makeup, I think like child acting laws would. Makeup would be part of like how much they're about to. Anyways, how, I, I thought about that. How how you feel about Jake? Jake? Jake. Uh, well, so that's it. Well, he's like pretty. He's... he's pretty young in that. I guess like he's like around. I mean, he's around. He doesn't do much. Yeah, he's like young. He definitely like he definitely has more presence as the series goes on. I definitely like Quark the best because he's just cool. Yeah, or, he just well, hangs. Or, or out. It's Armin. Uh, yeah. Armin Sherman. Shearer. Yeah, yeah, Sherman Sherman. Yeah, he's Sherman. he's great. Yeah. Uh, is remember him as the principal in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? You remember Hell that? Hell yeah, I do. And, and he's and he was always Ferengis, like in Next Generation. Mm-hmm. It's like he was like one of the original uh, Ferengis. Ferengi? And, but, but he's not Quark. He's just a Ferengi. 
Yeah. I think you mentioned that when I was talking about the uh, TNG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Quark, Quark's awesome. He's the best. And uh, I don't mind the two lady characters. The uh, Kira. Um, the one who is, what is it? Bajoran. Yeah. Kira. Uh, she's cool. And then the one who is like, I would say like, uh, like quasi like a trans character because it's like the lady. Oh, Dax. It's an old. Yeah. Dax. Yeah. With the, um, the, what's it called? The symbiote thing that she's part of. Yeah. It's a giant worm that lives inside her and it's like an old man kind of. Yeah. Or not. It used to be old. an old man, but old, it became old. Old, old man. Old man. I saw a thing on Reddit today where it was like Star Trek Disco- Discovery. Trill. In- the Trill. The Trill. Yeah, because that, that, that was in TNG also. Um, but I saw a thing today where it was like Star Trek Discovery to introduce the first trans non-binary characters. And I'm like, that's not true. It's like there's been lots of those like throughout like TNG. There was those completely androgynous non-binary characters like in season four or something like that. And then again in like season six when Will tries to – uh, they're in like conversion therapy and like tries to like rescue one of them. So uh, I, I was looking at that and I was like, I don't think that's actually true. I think they've been there the whole time. They've been all around us this whole time, RJ. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm not an expert <laughs> on it, but when I, that's what I got from that. I was like, I think this is like a trans character. That's cool. I was like, look at them. Nine, 1993. They threw it in there. Why not? Cisco's weird. <laughs> Avery Brooks is a weird guy. He talks really weird, and uh, I don't totally know what to think of Odo yet. Oh, uh, don't don't be, don't be. I I hated Odo when I was a kid, but uh, I, I I I love Odo. <laughs> I his, his fucking makeup. Oh, he's so hard to look at though. It's he has a hard face. <laughs> so uh, Odo, I'm not sure about. Uh, I like hair. Quark. And I like uh, Dax, and I like... um, What about Chief O'Brien? I don't know, man. O'Brien's okay. O'Brien and Keiko is okay, but, like, I was actually... When they were written off of TNG, I was, like, kind of cool with that because I was like, like, I'm tired of seeing them fight with each other. Get out of here. (laughs) I don't know. And that's... I think that's all the characters so far. When does Worf come on to DS9? Uh, not for a while. I know it's coming. I don't know when. It's it's just something I it was uh, unavoidable to hear. It's definitely not until Next Generation was off the air. Which is, I think, the first two or is it three seasons of DS9? Oh. Um, something like that. I don't even know if it's till season four, four or five. I think it's four. But it doesn't really matter. I'll be I'll be happy to see him whenever he does come, but... Yeah, I don't know about these characters. I like the two ladies, and I like uh, I like Quark. Well, I mean, because you're kind of being thrown into a different environment of Trek. Because the first, yeah. like Next Generation in the original series, it's kind of like you you already know who they are because they're it's yeah. Captain, Commander, Science Officer, mm-hmm. Engineer, and like they're on Enterprises. Yeah. But this is like now it's a, it has a different tone to it. Uh, and yeah, I I dig the space station thing. I think it's cool. I think it's a great idea. Well, it brings the action to them. Yeah. Well, I think, and it creates a lot more conflict where it's like, because uh, there's people who are just passing by that, like, they very clearly don't want there. Like, when it's like, I don't know, anyone that, like, shows up and people are like, oh, I know that guy, he's trouble. But it's like, they're kind of like a, they're a dock for, like, people, like, passerby. So it's like, they can't just, like, outright, or they don't usually outright deny, deny entry to people where on the ship, they have to create that conflict where it's, 
you know. Anyways, it's cool. It's a cool I, setting. I also think that the uh, DS9 uh, theme song is pretty good. It has like it has lots of horns. I, I do like that it uh, it's got it's got no words. It's just it is what it is, and that that little comet flies by. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hey RJ, so, what? You got any, you, I didn't watch shit. You got any news? Uh, Chadwick no, Boseman yeah, died. Yeah, that was pretty uh, sad and unexpected. Yeah, it's sad. I um, like I mean, it's sad that such a young guy died. It looked like he was gonna have a lot of stuff ahead of him, but it's weird. I saw some people like. Uh, Someone that I like, I, I vaguely know on Facebook was like, I am. They had a post is like, I am absolutely heartbroken, and it's like, what? It's like, did you know them, like personally? I don't know. Two hundred thousand have died in America in the last like six months, right? <sighs> I guess death's death's never good. I I'm not trying to belittle it. It's like it's like. Well, you're seeing those videos of like kids having funerals for Black Panther action figures. I mean, that's. That's a bummer. I, I don't. I don't know what to make out of that. Uh, yeah, it's uh It's sad he died. Seems like people liked him. Uh, I yeah, I guess. I, I mean, never yeah. met him. I never watched Black Panther. You did though. I did, and uh, yeah, he's he's older than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. What was he like forty-five or something? Forty-three. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's too bad. What are you going to do? People it's, die. It's a bummer. Not to sound cold, but it's like, what very, are you going to do, man? Very sad. Yeah. For you to be so cold, RJ. I don't know. When I die, no one's going to care. That's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't I don't care. Whatever. Uh, anything else? Uh, No. R.I.P. Chadwick. We uh well I'm sure Black Panther will get added to the Criterion Collection now, so we'll talk about it in like ten years. I can watch that car flip again. I I heard you loved the the action in that movie. Ooh. Good times. After the break, we're uh, we're going to desert the army and find our and fortunes in Venezuela. Oh, but not before playing a game of La Havre. Game of what? Come 
que je trouvais, moi. T'as une belle bouche. Bouche qui me plaît. Je veux pas que vous me touchiez. T'es tout pâle, tu perds tes arêtes. Ah, t'es pas beau à voir, tu sais. Mais c'est moi ça qu'ils étaient venus pour me faire peur. Me faire peur à moi. Mes bandes de petites larves. Vous ne vous rendez donc pas compte que je n'arrive pas à me faire peur à moi-même J'en ai assez d'être humilié. Je suis un homme. Papa Isabelle, je suis un homme. Et je te le prouverai. Et je peux te le prouver Allez, tout de suite. Tu es pas fou, on est venu pour causer. Attention, première sommation. Un coup en l'air, comme un Panama. Et tout ce que j'ai fait de pire, c'est parce que j'étais en colère, t'entends En colère. Parce que chaque fois qu'il se passe quelque chose de bien, il y a toujours des ordures comme toi qui viennent pour tout foutre en l'air. Moi, c'est moi. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Port of Shadows from 1938, directed by Marcel Carnier. Mm. The tagline, RJ, mm-hmm. tender, frankly adult, filled with almost every emotion known to man. What? Frankly adult? Like, frankly, this movie is adult. Is that what they're, impl- is that what they're saying? Well... I mean, I guess it was, that the, mean? it was the 30s. It's before World War II. People just spoke a little classily, a little bit more classy. Uh, all right, whatever. It's, I think, I mean. It's frankly adult. I don't think every emotion ever is in there. Down a foggy, desolate road to the port okay. city of Le Havre. Travels Jean, an army deserter looking for another chance to make good on life. Fate, however, has a different plan for him, as acts of both revenge and kindness render him front-page news. Is he front-page news? There's no newspapers in this movie. There might have been, like, a piece of newspaper or something like no. that somewhere. Maybe it was, it was, like, filling a wall of a hovel. No. So, RJ... Uh, yes. Do you remember the last Marcel Carnier movie we watched? Have we seen one of these movies before? We've seen one of his movies before. Really? Which one? Uh, a little movie called Children of Paradise. Oh. Okay. Okay. I remember that movie. No. Didn't piece that together, but uh, I don't piece anything to- together. <laughs> so... What we put our best man on the case. <laughs> hey, I'm just here to watch the movie as a singular entity mm-hmm. in a singular existence. Yeah, that would be difficult to do in a pure state because you would have no context to bring to any single movie. You wouldn't even understand necessarily what you're looking at. I usually don't understand what I'm looking at. I don't know if that's true or not. Um Support Shadows. We've been yes. on a we've 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 been on a streak, RJ, of yes. uh, a lot of foreign language mm-hmm. movies that mm-hmm. uh, whew, it's been rough. 
particularly these these French movies. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man, yeah, it's just it's not by choice. It's uh, it's all what's in the order that we've chosen, uh, arbit- arbitrarily. I mean, realistically, we 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 could have uh, made it rich, you know, if we did a podcast mm-hmm. where we just like focused on whatever movies we wanted, no rhyme or reason. Just whatever things you want, and then people will be more. Hey, I know what that movie is. I'm definitely going to check out that. But instead, we've chosen the path of, you know, saying, "Hey, how's this Alina and her men? What's what's the audience for this in podcast form? In podcast form? Yeah. What do you think if we had made a Star Trek only podcast? Do you think that would have been a little had a little bit more? I, I feel like the market was overcrowded for that one. Yeah. Probably. What, what about for Criterion podcasts? Uh it was less crowded, and we're the only one now. So it's well. I think we were the only one ever. That's true. No, very true. None, none other exists. People can confirm this. So I, that's true. Uh, I'm taking it that you like this movie, maybe. So let's keep talking about so, it. Tell me more. So I went into this movie with. Uh, what we'll call lowered expectations. Sure. Because, you know, it's like this, I don't know when, when, when when's the end in sight? When are we through the clear? When is, when is the curse going to be lifted? <laughs> uh, no, I think is the answer. No, not. No, not. Okay. So, right? you know, when to watch this and, you know, it's studio canal. So of course the Criterion course. Channel and whatnot does not cooperate in this day and age. Very, mm-hmm. very annoying. Yeah. So started watching this movie via mm-hmm. my via my laptop, and oh, yeah. uh, was uh, surprised when mm-hmm. uh, after the ninety odd minutes of this movie passing that uh, I watched it without any incident of me like zoning out completely, looking to do other things. Wishing, boy, I wish I could be downstairs painting miniatures for a little bit. Um, wow, that's yeah. high praise coming from you. Yeah, I don't know. At um, for whatever reason, Marcel Carnier has has broken the streak. Uh, a la Brock Lesnar and the Undertaker at WrestleMania. When did that happen? Some some years ago now. Was it that? Undertaker won every match, or that Brock Lesnar won Brock Lesnar broke the streak. Of or winning Undertaker or losing? Win, Undertaker won all his matches at WrestleMania. And then now Brock Lesnar win, wins all of his matches at no, WrestleMania? No, <laughs> that never happened either. Oh. But that was the thing. So Marcel Cornier is the Brock Lesnar of the Criterion Creeps podcast. That's what I'm getting mm-hmm. at, okay? Okay. So yeah, what, what do we got with this Port of Shadows? Uh, it's sort of like a, a kind of a film noir type of movie, mm-hmm. a little bit, but it doesn't have the uh, that causticness that an, an American noir would have. It's got this. It's kind of a gentle. Explain. It's, well, so like you know, like it's it wouldn't be like filled with snappy characters and kind of like I don't know the, the our lead uh, Jean Gabin, who man, how many. <laughs> How many times have we seen that guy this year? In the last six months, is this what the fifth or sixth movie we've seen of his? Like, fuck, I don't know. It fucking feels like it. Yeah, it's just he just keeps coming back. But I think this is probably his best performance. 
Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty uh, stoically cool in this one where he's just yeah. like whatever. He's, That's a quote. He's got that. Yeah, that was a great line. In great delivery, <laughs> RJ. Whatever. So yeah. he's got that cigarette kind of perpetually in the corner of his mouth as he's yes, he does. As he's bouncing around life. He's uh mm-hmm. so he's uh deserted the army and we never find out why. We don't need to know why. That's we, the beauty of it. We don't need to know why. We don't need a whole backstory. We don't need a flashback. We don't need um, context. We just see the character kind of how he treats people, how he manages. Mm-hmm. He gets picked up uh, on the, is it raining? Rainy, dark road? It's something. It feels like it should be raining, but it isn't. Mm-hmm. He's picked up by a truck driver. They start making small ch- chat. Uh, chit chat? Chit chat. And then all of a sudden, something comes darting across the road, and uh, our, our our hero uh, Jean, Jean he uh, he grabs the steering wheel, pulls the car over dramatically, a real RJ mm-hmm. move. And the driver's like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're gonna try to wreck this truck over a goddamn dog?" Real and, Jarrett move. And then he's like, "Well." Like they start having words, and mm-hmm. uh, they're like, well, "Let's fucking fight it out." <laughs> and it's like, "Okay," and they get out, and then they walk out, and he's like, "Whoa, hey, I don't want to fight you. This is stupid. I could, I could just headbutt you right now," which is great because that comes up later when he just headbutts a man. It's a good headbutt too. Like it, uh, it caught me off guard when it happened. I was oh, like, yeah. "Ooh, that's real uh, Ishi style it's... from New Japan." Ichi the killer. I- Ishi. Not the killer? Not Ichi. Ichi. Is it spelt the same? No. Okay. Very well. So okay. they, they, they they talk it out. They're saying, hey, I know how you grabbed that like wrench to smash my head in, but hey, let's not do this. There's no need. Mm-hmm. Cool guy. Cool cool yeah. guy, Jean Gabin. Yeah. So he's like, hey, let's just part ways. Let's just let's just call it a day. And he mm-hmm. he, he continues on his way. And then he's got this uh this feisty little pup, it's like all muscly and tendony, wants to just hang out with him. And it's kind of like a Jack Russell. Yeah, similar. So the dog wants to be his best friend, and yes, Jean's like, "No, no, no, dog, stay away from me. You don't want me in your life." Throws a rock at him to scare him off. He's just doing what's best for the dog, and he's like, "He can't take take care of a dog. It's going to cramp. His, it's going to cramp his uh, lifestyle of being." A drifter on the run, probably on the run from the army. What's that thing where he's like, I'll just hurt you. You know, he's like, you don't want this. I'll, I'll just end up hurting you. That's right. He's trying to, trying to steer him in the right track. Yeah. So he makes his way to Le Havre, which is the harbor. Oh, okay. It's it's a place. And there's, Uh, and and there's a Uwe Rosenberg game called it too. Yui Rosenberg is that the brother of Yui Ball? Uh, not, Uwe Ball? Not, not, not quite, but okay. famed board game designer Uwe Rosenberg. What did he make? Uh, Catan? Nope, <laughs> that's like oh. a Klaus. This is you uh, made like Caverna. You made a whole ton of games. Bonanza, Patchwork. Okay, you like that Ag- Agricola? Do I like the Agricula? That's that's a game. Agricula? Agricula. It's spelled like it's spelled like it's spelled like Agricola. Oh, 
I've heard it pronounced agri- agricola. Agricola. It's... Agricola? Yes. Is that accurate? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> All right. I'll take your word for it. Okay. okay what were we talking about? Uh, talking about Le Havre. <laughs> Le Havre. Le Havre. At the harbor. So, mm-hmm. uh, Buddy rolls into town. He meets a drunk uh, that's getting tossed out. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, Yeah. And he wants to buddy up, cozy up, and he's like, hey, leave me alone. And as they're walking along, he ducks out of the corner because he sees some popo coming along and the the, bump, the 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 drunk's like yeah i know what this is about you're on the you're on the lamb you don't want to be seen it's like well i know a place we can hang out so they head to a nice little shack over in the middle of nowhere by the harbor and it's actually like a really striking little location it's like the little shack by the harbor yeah yeah it's cool looking for yeah, sure. it's like kind of like foggy and uh just like it seems composited into mm-hmm. the space. It kind of reminds me of something. Like, actually, a lot of the cinematography in this movie, it's sometimes at its height, kind of vaguely reminds me of um, the lighthouse. Remember that lighthouse? Uh, I do remember that. Friend of the show, Ryan Nagel, just watched that movie last night. Oh, yeah? True story. Huge. True story. Huge. He was getting into beans and stuff. There you go. So they, he gets introduced to a whole bunch of um, ne'er-do-wells at the shack. What's their, their deal? Uh, well, one of them is an artist. Oh, art isn't real, dude. Well, this guy agrees with you because he's thinking about ending his own life. And when he hears this tale of a man who wants to start over again, he's like, well, I'll, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to give him my money and my clothes because I won't need them. And go for a swim. Go for a swim. A man is an artist who sees a person swimming and only thinks of them drowning. He decides to seal his own deal. Uh, wouldn't you say that that is the grandest artistic expression? Like that seems like some Shia LaBeouf type art right there. Or how about, um, David Blaine floating around on helium balloons today? David is, would he, is that what that was? I thought that was like a, like a screensaver picture. I saw it on Twitter pop up a couple times. I was like, that looks like a screensaver. Yeah, that happened today. Uh, I was always more of a Chris Angel mind freak guy myself. Mm. So was Marcel Carnier. He was a a mind freak. Yeah. 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 Good dudes. All of them. All these guys. Good dudes. So we have this. That's like our A plot. Our B plot is this like kind of like piece of shit wannabe crime boss with some goons. Um, They're trying to find a guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they hit up like kind of this like local like dirt bag like pawn shop store owner slash p- like kind of a pimp kind of like it's, he seemed a bit aggressive with the ladies. Yeah, it's kind of hard to quite put your finger on what uh, it's uh, Michelle Simone who plays him, this bearded guy who seems like a pretty pretty nice guy, but then he talks more and then you go. Oh, this guy's real bad. Um, he's got questionable ideas. He does. As, as I don't pre- want to judge a person based on their ideas, but they are questionable. No, yeah. 
but it's like he's like he has a way about him where he's like he disarms people mm-hmm. and because uh, they're trying to get this information from him. he's like i don't know i don't know what's going on why would what, what me what what would i have anything to do with that that sort of thing well we catch up with them later and uh there's a, like a little bit of gunfire some cars peeling out and uh soon enough all these characters uh including the i guess you call the love interest all arrive the love uh, interest are you talking about uh danny zuko from greece i i've never seen greece neither have i i've seen parts of it okay well you gotta leg just, up you gotta leg I up just, on me yeah, it, Michelle Morgan, is that who you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Michelle Nelly? Morgan. Nelly, who apparently like, legitimately is 17 years old in this, in this movie. movie. Yeah. She, when she says she's 17, I'm like, oh, this is a joke, right? Because, like, Jean Gobain, he, he also says, yeah, I'm 17. Well, like, 17 years ago or whatever. Problematic. Uh, but, but Michelle Morgan, she is actually, like, 17 or 18 years old. Uh, I had no idea. Nope. Hollywood, man. Hollywood man, that's a good movie. Have has that ever been made? Not yet. It's waiting for you. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, I mean, that's that's cool, I guess. No. Uh, interesting little tidbit, Jarrett. Tidbit. Yeah, I didn't know that until I was reading a little thing. I went, Whoa. So she, was she, she like? She, she 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 doesn't look seventeen. No, I thought she was like thirty-two. Yeah, twenties. Was this one of those deals or like was she? Was a, she's like a she's like a hard seventeen, nineteen thirty eight seventeen. That's well, that's tough times, buddy. Um, was she like? Was it one of those deals where she was like, did Marcel Carnet marry her eventually, or was it just like, like she was just an actress in one of his movies? She was just an actress. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So anyway, cool. they're all everyone kind of convenes at the bar at this shack in the middle of wherever and uh the the goons come looking for uh zabel is that his name zabel what kind of goons hired goons well it's this this smug fuck what's what's that character lucian is zabel well zabel zabel's bearded guy that they're all after and i think it's lucian who's the one who gets slapped around later on lucian pierre brasson from children of paradise and oh, Eyes Without boy. a Face coming oh, yeah. up in about a year. We get a lot of talk about Panama. The Panama Canal. Yeah. Yes. I've heard about that. The name of the name of the dive. Well, it's, is it a character's name or is it a character and a place? I got a little confused at one point. Well, the the, the Panama is the name of the, the shack. Yeah, and looking at... It, it, that's what I thought, but I just cruise in Letterbox now, and there's a, a character Edward Delmont named Panama in this movie. Oh, maybe. Or is it is it just he's the patron that runs the shack? Maybe, maybe they call him that too. Man, this movie's got so many layers. Jared. So many layers. Man, it's like a layer thing. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Lucian, he's looking for uh, Nelly's ex boyfriend. Sure, he is. He's this guy who's gone missing. Uh, yeah. Who's that? We don't know. Oh, okay. We we never, you never figured it we out. Never, we never figure it out. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, eventually they take their part, and Gene and Ellie they hit it off. Mm-hmm. 
there's a sweetness and just like there's a lot of like kind of like these like coincidences of them like kind of like they spend time together it turns out everybody knows everybody without knowing that mm-hmm. and so the the, the gun toten uh hoodlums looking for zabel they never actually get to see him uh they get kind of chased off and then later when they're like looking around for zabel they see nelly with uh jean sitting at the dock having a moment and uh he's like hey baby come over here and it's like she's like no you're disgusting Hey, I'm not that disgusting. You you go with you go with all the guys. Why not me? And it's like, yeah, that's like usually what the incels think. Have you ever used that line? This guy, I you're mean, disgusting. I'm not. I, I, I know that you and Oliver are all about incel talk, talking about the incels and making, I think, wrong, false accusations against what incels actually are. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure I got incels pegged, and every every tag I use that has incel in it on letterboxd is 100 percent accurate it's been confirmed okay it's been well, confirmed i feel like um or uh this guy this lucian guy maybe i feel yep. tricks a couple of those boxes sure. so he gets publicly humiliated when john slaps the fucking smile off this guy's face for being but he he tried to go in nice he tried to settle mm-hmm. things like he walks over he's not being super dramatic like hey leave the lady alone he's like Hey, uh, you should probably stop doing that. Like, I don't see any point. Why? He's like, well, who do you think you are, soldier boy? I've got my big heavy man here who will knock you out. And it's like, no, he's not going to do that. And big big man gets knocked on his ass, and Lucian gets the shit slapped out of him, and he starts crying. Very mm-hmm. f- felt very real. These types of guys. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, she slips some money in his pocket, Dejean's m- pocket. Which he takes as a quite an affront. He figures it out a little bit later. He knows exactly where that money came from. He doesn't take money from women. Uh, that's kind of like, um, you know, those assassins who have those rules. Where it's like I don't kill women or children. It's kind of like that, right? What a silly rule. Why? So, yeah. So anyway, they, they, they split apart. You start finding yeah. out that Nelly and the Zabel guy actually know one another because they didn't mm-hmm. actually see each other in the hut because they were in two different rooms. Okay. And then they meet back up. You find out it's like, oh, the Zabel guy, he's he's a bad dude. He's uh, And uh, he's her godfather. And, but you're like, he, what does that mean? There's some, there's, there's some hands on the shoulders looking longingly in the mirror, and she doesn't like the way that he looks at her. And you mm-hmm. go, oh... He doesn't want her to leave him, and you go, "Oh." Have you ever have you ever had anyone put their hands on your shoulders, Jer? Um, probably. How'd you feel? Depends on who it was. What if it was me? I I feel I'd be threatened. Would you call the cops? I, I call for an adult. I think that's the right call. No. I can't argue uh, with that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely need uh-huh. an adult. Um, so anyway. Yeah. RJ. Yes. Uh, well, what do you know? Jean rolls through. He's, he's, he sees a nice little piece of uh, like jewelry in the in the mirror at the window of Zabel's place. Walks in. He says, yeah, I'd like to get that. Get an inscription to it for Jean and Nelly. And he's like, well, right over here. Nelly is just in this other room having breakfast. Huh, I'll let you two chat. <laughs> Then everybody knows everybody in the Port of Shadows. And, uh, you know, they, they go on a date. Everything's going smooth. They go to the carnival. All that kind of fun stuff. What did they do at the carnival, Jer? 
I think bumper cars. Oh, I'm missing. A, I think I'm missing a little bit of something there because I think there's a bit. There's a. He's, he's there's really, something that happens in the bumper car. Bumper cars. Well, I, I, I know beforehand though. There's a whole thing about meeting up later and not knowing where they are going to be. Because again, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of a man on the run. Oh, we forgot about uh, when he finds the big pile of clothes that's been left behind by the artist who goes and uh, goes for a swim, never to come back. And he's like, "Oh man, it's really nice that he left those clothes. What happened to that guy?" <laughs> Swell. And you're just like, "This never ends well. Don't wear the clothes of a guy who killed himself." But he doesn't know that. That's the dramatic irony. That's one of those things, right? Where it's like you can't. That's. That's an like an old folklore tale, right? Where it's like you don't wear a dead man's clothes, mm-hmm. dead man's bones, kind of deal. From olden times. Olden times? Do you yeah. think it's like uh, pioneer times? Jared? A little bit. Pioneer so, style jerky. Uh, Lucian pays a visit to Zabel yeah. again after he got slapped around because he's uh-huh. pissed and he's got a point to prove. And you kind of already know this guy's gonna fucking kill somebody. We don't know who yep. he's going to kill, who he's going to light up, but this is the type of guy who's very dangerous with a gun because he's just like a petulant child. Uh, that reminds me of someone I know. No. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they go to the carnival. They, they're mm-hmm. having a good time. And then uh, so, so so is uh, Lucian. He's having a good time with his date, this this braying woman who's last at everything, doesn't really seem to care who she's with, but this guy's as good as anyone. He knows how to treat her right, and then they're bumping their own cars, slapping the slapping the hats off of people's heads, <laughs> and then he slaps the the hat off of Jean, and <laughs> you're like, oh fuck yeah! And then Jean gets up, they all walk away, and boy oh boy, he's out come the slapping, and you're like, oh fuck, Lucien's gonna fucking shoot this guy, like it's coming, you know it's gonna happen because it's the way it ends, but. At the same time, uh, you know, Sean's making plans. Him and his his little dog pal that's following him around this whole time, always mm-hmm. by his side, lingering. They're becoming closer. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna jump on a boat, go to Venezuela. Well, that's where dog and man reign supreme, Jared. That's right. And mm-hmm. uh, so, of course, he was given all these drawing things. And he's like, "Hey, if you got you get his passport too. You're going to have a new life. You just got to pretend to be an artist." Not that hard, man. Art isn't real. No, exactly. A doctor meets him and it's like, hey, let's be friends, artist. And let's go on the boat. Let's let's go buy your, get yourself a, a spot on the ship. It'll be great, mm-hmm. you and your dog. And because uh, they got to get out of this place because you don't know, again, what he's done. Why has he got to get out of here? Why has he got to flee? Why is he leaving this, this sweet girl Nelly behind? Why does he do it, Jer? Um, well, he doesn't, does he? Well, I think the thing you need to consider is male bonding. Male bonding. Because a man and his dog is uh, yeah. special. Special. I see. So he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. and leave. Well, I guess not quite. So he meets up he's with Nelly again. He's got one last thing to do. Banger? Uh, well... I don't know. I think you could interpret it in a few ways. I like. Oh, they I think the the romantic would say that he's going to invite her to come, but I think the Duncan is that he's like he's got to go do one more one more slam. Oh slam no! Let's we'll see. We'll see that's, you know, that's not what I was talking about. Because I missed that they, they they bang and then afterwards he's like, hey, yeah, I'm leaving. She's like, what? Really? She's like, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to disappoint you, and I really wanted to do that. She's like, well, that's okay. 
is that incel fanfic? That wouldn't have changed anything. No, it's not Archie. Well, I mean, I feel like, so when you think of an incel, <laughs> I think their fanfic would be like this like suave, debonair guy. And then it's like this woman can't get enough of him. And then eventually they interact in a adult fashion. And then, but the man, he's, he's so, he can't be tamed. And he's like, you know what, babe, no. I'm out of here. That's and the girl's like, no. yeah, you are. No. Okay. <laughs> What's in it? What does incel mean? I better Google uh, you, better this. you better do some reading. I think I don't know. I think I think you're conflating things. Incel. All right, involuntary celibate. <laughs> Invo- uh, members involved. of an online subculture <laughs> who de- define themselves as unable to find romantic or sexual see, partner. There you go. But see, I feel like that's why it would be fanfic. Because it's fiction, there it's the partners are coming to them. But they, but they'd want to espouse their viewpoint, and I don't think that anything here would espouse that about how they were how that things should. They would maybe talk about how things should work, but I think it wouldn't even align with that. They would have to prove their points. They're bad. They're uh, bad. They're 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 bad people, RJ. Well, I, I yeah, I think they're bad people too. Yeah. I just feel like uh, you have to, you have to, you have to, I feel like you really have to uh, really study and uh, get into the mindset to grasp uh, the finities of the incel. Incelology? <laughs> oh my god, what what a derailment this has been. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, baby. You want to talk about Criterion movies? No way, dude. We're talking about incels. <laughs> incels and, and their fantasies and how they apply to 1938 movies. Well, I mean, if anyone else agrees with me, they can write in. And if you don't, then, uh, you know. Well, so anyway, so Jean, he's concerned. He's leaving Nelly behind, mm-hmm. leaving him with this piece of Zabel guy. And he, mm-hmm. he comes rushing back because it's like she knows the score. She knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she's compromised. In what fashion? Well, she, she's going to be stuck behind with this dude. And because Zabel wanted... Uh, Jean to kill Lucian because Lucian's putting the muscle on him. And uh, Zabel's thing is like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you money. You just got to kill this guy off for me. Get him off my back. And, mm-hmm. and John's like, no. I, he's like, that's the only time you actually really see him pissed off in the movie. And you yeah. kind of get a snapshot of like, oh, that's probably why this guy's a deserter. <laughs> mm-hmm. He probably did something. Uh, maybe like beat on a, uh, you know, uh, an officer. And he he's took off because he's got a hair trigger temper. But it's a, but I mean, is it a justified temper? Is it aimed at the people he views as bad? Probably. But then, uh, but you can't do that in our society, RJ. What would you like to do? What's your I mean, fan? Well, I, I'll watch movies about it. I'll watch movies for my fantasies. So oh, okay. So he beats the shit out of Zabel. He beats actually Zabel to death when after Zabel draws. Uh, Sure. A knife on him in the basement, and he's gonna walk away. And you're like, no, that's not how these movies go. He's got he's got to pay a price. And sure enough, he's like bids his farewells to Nelly, saying, "Oh, we could get out of here. We could go take that big boat to Venezuela." <laughs> and uh, you know, before any real final things can be decided, he's gunned down in the street by the petulant uh, Lucian. Shot, shoot him in the back out of a car. And uh, and then, like just knowing something's wrong, that little dog comes a running off that boat, and runs free. I uh, 
I think the dog ending is how every movie should end. Yeah, the dog getting away with it. Well, <laughs> well he didn't kill John Gabin. Didn't he, though? John Ga- Gabin? No, I think it, it's a representation of freedom, Jared. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I think I read kept... some, someone's uh, hot take I read was that the, the ghost, the spirit of Jean uh, went into the dog. And that's all the dog knew to leave and then escaped. Uh, I don't uh, <laughs> totally like that because that suggests that dogs don't have spirits. And I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Jared, but have you ever heard of All Dogs Go to Heaven? I have. Uh, case in point, checkmate. All dogs have souls and they all go to heaven, buddy. So uh, to suggest that a human could take over a dog, mm-mm-mm. No. Stranger Please. things have happened. I took ask, it as a ask your so, past, ask your pastor about it. I I will ask my youth pastor about this on the weekend, and uh, I just my point is just this. I thought it was freedom because it's like you know Jean's been running this whole time, and it's maybe not the freedom he wanted to live in Venezuela, but death is a sort of freedom. But but then you're always on the run. You're always a dog on the run. Well, yeah, and. It's just life, man. When is our death freedom gonna come? <laughs> when when we when do we like I don't know, fill a cat with our spirits and run out the door. But see, I there's no movie all cats go to heaven, but I think there should be. Is there any cats in that movie at all? And all dogs go to heaven? Yeah. I don't know. I wanted to rewatch it, but I feel like I I feel like it would bum me out real bad watching that movie now, you know, as an adult. Yeah. Hey, what are we talking about? Criterion movies? Port of Shadows. So anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought this was good. Cool. I really I, I really enjoyed it. Um it was just I don't know, maybe because the bar has been so low. Yes. <laughs> and uh I thought this was like, oh, this is like it looks great. Uh I like the story. It's mm-hmm. really it's told well. And uh I wouldn't not watch it again. So uh, these are all wins. What high praise. I know, I wouldn't right? not watch it again. <laughs> that genuinely is, though, because we don't rewatch anything. Exactly. Not really. Exactly. When, when are we ever going to watch a movie ever again? Fuck. I don't know. Maybe a Star Trek movie? Maybe like six and a half seasons from now of DS9. Oh, are you, oh, you going to jump in? Well, I might, I might join you when you catch up to where I left off. Of DS9? That's season five-ish. Oh, fuck. Then you'll... We'll, okay, we can talk about this preamble next week because uh, people... We're going to go the we're gonna go the distance. You're going you're gonna to climb on for Voyager, Enterprise, and Discovery after that. Whoa. Terrific. Terrific. So, RJ, what did you think of Port of Shadows? <laughs> uh, La Croix de Bru. Um I also thought this was a good show. It uh, it honestly, what you said, it kind of just it flew by. I was just watching it. And I was like, cool. Uh, maybe the bar has been pretty low. Could be what it is. And you know what? I, I uh, actually agree with the tagline. I thought this movie was, frankly, adult. Wow. Because there were some things I was just like, was this pre-code? No, wow. this is after. Well, right? but, but it's also from another country that doesn't observe the code. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Because um, when I was watching, I was like, "Fuck, did he just kill that dude with a brick?" Oh yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, did the did the main protagonist just get shot in the back mm-hmm. to end the movie?" And then it's just end. 
And I was like, God damn. I was like, this is some dark shit. Uh, no, I liked Port of Shadows. Um, I, I think the story is cool. I do really like the, uh, the parts where it's, I, <laughs> I love the idea of suicidal artists just because as you know, I think <laughs> art isn't real. I, I just, and they're the ones that like have peeked behind the curtain and went, Oh shit, it's not real. It's, it's it's not real um so i think that's really funny i do like uh so you must have Jean- liked the lower depths right it's got two suicidal actors which are artists uh i mean i i liked that part of those two movies mm. <laughs> i like i like parts of each of those movies and together they make one good one um yeah no I, so i like that guy i like uh john gaben i think uh this is, as you put it, probably his best movie that we've watched uh, so far. And I think well, we're up to like six or I don't well, know. I mean, I mean, he was there at the beginning with Grand Illusion. <laughs> See, yeah, but Grand Illusion is so far from my memory. Then, what was uh, that, four years ago? What, what about, what about uh, Pepe Lamoco? <laughs> Pepe La Shit. Oh. Uh, John Gaben. So we, we've seen him a few times, especially lately. Um. I like his character. I think he's right on. Uh, I like some of the other things. I think the love story between him and the girl is, it's it's fine. It's not as uh, abrasive as those things can be sometimes. So I was like, I thought it was fine. But at the same time, it's like not totally needed. I thought the story between him and the dog was oh, more yeah. than fulfilling. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I think there didn't even need to be a love interest. Uh, just the dog alone would have been enough. Um, so I, I that's do, the greatest love of all uh, between man and uh, man and dog, and or pu- like and his pupper, man and pet. It's it's a bond that's unlike anything else, you know. Uh, well, and I like the slow kind of thing over the course of the movie too, where he's like getting, wants the dog to get rid of him. They're like, "Hey, who's your dog? That's not my dog." And then later on, "Yeah, that's my dog." Mm-hmm. It's building up that relationship. It's character development. Yeah. Between them for the man and the dog character. Uh, but yeah, that that storyline is wicked good. That's my favorite part of the movie. I, I mean, obviously, because dogs, um, because dogs. Uh, so I really like the dog story. Uh, I do like the uh, Zabel, the creepy bearded man who's just like, you got to love me. <laughs> Somebody's got to love me. Uh, I don't know why, but I was like, this guy's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. He's goofy. He's good. good he at that uh, Michel Simon guy, he's a, he's a good performer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also, uh, also from Grand Illusion, if I'm not mistaken. And I believe, oh, is he the King Creep movie itself? Oh, no, wait, that's someone else. Yeah. No, wait. Is that someone else? No, yeah, he's in pa- uh, Passion of Joan of Arc. Yeah. That's cool. Oh. Is he Joan of Arc in that movie? Uh, That's the twist. Oh boy. Um so yeah, the dog story is awesome. I think the romance story Oh, uh, is... he's not in Grand Illusion. But, but he, he is, is in, in the, but he is in the train. Passion. And Passion. And Le, uh, and Le Atlante. Remember, Le remember that? That one? Le Atlante? Yeah, I remember that one. Remember Titanic? Fuck do I ever, buddy. What were we talking about, Poor Shadows? Um Yeah, so this movie was at the at one point watching it completely watchable and then at the same time a day or two later i had almost completely forgotten what the movie was about 
which I don't think is like, that's not a, a knock against it. Uh, cause today when I was like, Oh fuck, we got a podcast. I, I had to pull up the thing. I was like, what was this movie about? But now it's all coming back to me. You know what I mean, Jer? Mm-hmm. He knows. I know. Uh, Man, I don't remember anything about La Atlante. La Atlante? Was that actually a movie we watched? That was a uh, Criterion movie that we watched December 23rd, 2016, thereabouts. No. La Atlante? I think, or maybe I did I just rent that on my own? Yeah, this, I've never seen Oh, this. okay. I just rented that on my own. I thought that was earlier in the spines. Oh, we'll like watch Jean that. Vigo? Yeah, Jean Vigo. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I got that out from the library. I thought that was a movie we covered, but I was mistaken. No, you're gonna have to well, dip well, into that yeah, one. We, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie's got some cool stuff. It's way darker than I thought it would be. Uh, the dog story is cool. Romance story is whatever, but um, it is as you put it. I think refreshing, especially in the this grueling grind that we're going through now so i don't know if in the in terms of movies itself if it's real good or anything like that but uh where we're at in our lives it it is better than what i was expecting indeed you know <laughs> oh, so, so it's only five spine 578 uh la, la patura la atalante. La, la yeah oh that's only three years from now uh longer Maybe than four. that yeah well what are we at now what spine was port of shadows like two 245 and we're four years in fuck 530 is gonna be like four and a half five years from now yep fuck, be, why did we do this there'll be 10 years in between me watching that movie and re-watching it there's no end you want to hear about who hates port of shadows guess i mean who's even seen this fucking movie you know i mean it's not they're not they're not making it any easier studio canal hey do you want to hear about and and dior or were you gonna read and dior's review uh i was just gonna read julian towers this review well i was just gonna say i spotted a, a word in this uh review the first two-star review and i said that's Hungarian, Jared. Oh, whoa. So I, I, I spotted uh, Eggy, uh, E-G-Y, and I was like, that's Hungarian. I know that. J.P. Suska is going to want me to read this review. Nem kiokorot ram hatast nem hesem hege nege het molva mag elem kenze fogak ra. Did did Grandma Balog just come in the room? Uh, Grandma Bailog was fluent in Hungarian. Uh, she knew all that shit. And I was like, that's Hungarian. And I put it in a translator, and it was. Do you want me to translate it, or are you just yes, cool? Yes, give it to me. It didn't affect me. I don't think I'll still remember it in a week. That's a lot of words. That It's a lot of eggs and neges. That, that, like, see, that, just that. And then I checked out Andori's profile, and they just like Hungarian movies, like Son of Saul and uh, Four Months, Three Weeks, and Two Days. Oh, well, they would have so liked. Cool. Maybe they would have liked Port of Shadows more if it was the Hungarian equivalent. I I probably would have liked it more too. So tell me about Julian Towers. Ravishingly gorgeous, 
Sad to think the days of insanely ambitious studio-bound sets are basically behind us. But ultimately, mega-cloying combo of whimsy and edgy fatalism. It's the kind of film where a random mangy dog follows the pro-tag around for no reason but generating hashtag feels. And a suicide is played for laughs because, ha-ha, he's a tortured artist, and ha-ha, that's what those guys do, right? Probably would have loved it when I was 14, but alas, I live closer to the real world these days. Also, hey, old French movie, bad look romanticizing an army deserter around the same time that y'all were apathetically shrugging off Hitler. I don't, I usually don't listen to when you read these reviews because I'm, (laughs) I'm usually cruising their profile to make fun of them. But, uh, I don't think that the suicides played for laughs at all. No, it's, I think it's, that's a complete misread of the situation. It's like most like darkly humorous, I guess, yeah. or gallows, like at the way that's like, oh, there's like, yeah, it's not funny. Um, yeah, I'm not on board with this dude at all. Bio, it reads: If you're just now reading this, you miss the quote offensive bio era. We are now in the quote flower era love and understanding for all i would be honored if you were to join me uh they gave jojo rabbit one star uh which i've never seen but i felt i don't know about that and then five star films of theirs include your favorite film first reformed your favorite film the rules of the game and your favorite film groundhog day that movie's okay. Yeah, that movie's fine. Yeah, I was trying to find something else more offensive, but uh, there wasn't anything. So, Thirty Nine Steps five stars. What? Get out of here. Uh, one more. Hannah Kay, who I'm pretty okay. sure we've talked about before. Yes, we have. There are pieces of this I appreciate. I found the fog theme to be very atmospheric throughout, both in how it showed up visually and how it was spoken about. I thought it was intriguing how much of the story focused on the romance with no femme fatale, which is the trope I more commonly see in noir. Genuinely wondered for a tiny bit if they were going to end up happily together. I was wildly intrigued by the tiny section of the story where the painter drowns himself. I wanted to know more about him than any other character in this film, which comes back to the fact that noir nearly always treads the same familiar ground, and despite a few things standing out in the end, it followed the expected trajectory and left me cold. I'm glad I saw it, but I don't think it'll stick with me. It's too bad, Hanneke. It's too bad. She's been on the show before. She doesn't have uh, the worst taste, to be honest. Uh, but she has some like typical things. Like She's got some five stars to some Fight Club and five stars to Groundhog Day, which is weird that that came up again. Uh both Hannah Kay and the last person gave the Purple Rose of Cairo five stars. Huh. Which I find a weird similarity between the two. But she gave Holes five stars, and that's John Voight's best movie. So There you go. Holes. Holes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you got anything else you want to say about Port of Shadows? I don't know if you really talked that much about it. <laughs> Fuck, we've been here for like eight hours, it feels like. That's true. Uh, no, I I thought it was I. It's uh, so like I said, I like the dog story. I think the romance story is what ifs. 
I think Zabel is pretty cool. Uh, I thought his the brick death was uh, pretty rad. Um, I don't know. I liked I liked them hanging out. It's got some cool scenes. It's it's a good show. It's watchable for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'll just say that. Like again, the, I thought the whole arc of uh, Lucian, uh, just like he pre he acted exactly how you'd expect him to. I feel mm-hmm. like this is like the that character trope comes from this guy. From this guy or this guy? From this guy. This guy? Yeah, this like this character okay. I feel is like kind of a template of like these aggressive, angry, weaselly pieces of shit. Right. So you're saying this guy and not the sky. Not, like the not, uh, above not, sky. Not the sky. Okay. I just needed clarification. That's how you learn. You got to ask questions. Sometimes when you don't understand something, you got to ask. Spoken like a true teacher. I would like to state that this is character I play for a podcast. What's in this guy? After the break, I'm going to cave RJ's head in with a brick. Better men have tried. I'm going to get away with it. With the dog. Because the dog liked me better. False. True. Fake news. True. He False. saw he that dog saw right through you, buddy. Saw you were Wrong. full of shit. Wrong. RJ, if you could be resurrected as a kind of dog after your untimely murder, what kind of dog would you be? I've given this question a lot of thought. You don't ask me these questions before you're on the spot, but uh, I've talked to Andrea about this many, many times. I feel like the most accurate for me would be like some kind of American bulldog because it's kind of kind of frumpy, lots of rolls and stuff like that. No, you could be um, any you could be any kind of dog. You don't have to be one that's like you. Accurate? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um I I think a basset hound would be really cool. Those are my favorite. Uh, uh, maybe a corgi. Those are cool too. What about you? Don't be these dogs that have like little legs and like yeah, nothing but health problems. You know what I really like? I like blue tick healers. Those are like medium sized dogs. Those are like bird dogs. Blue tick healers, and then I think uh, I think they're called coon hounds. Those are really cool dogs too. Blue tick hound. Blue tick healers. You see that guy? Blue tick. Yeah, blue tick hound. Yeah. You see? Oh, he's kind of yeah. He's houndy too. What about um? Oh, I see the blue tick healer. Oh, look at him. Yeah, him. Uh, yeah, he's got those spots. He's got he's got big ears like a hound dog, but he's still got some mobility. Right. Oh. Good boy, eh? Oh, I want to get. I want to rub their necks. 
You'd be rubbing me. Aww. So what kind of dog would you be? I'd be like a cyber mastiff. A cyber mastiff? Like one that's on on the computer? It's like, or it's like a robot. It's like a murderous From robot 40K? dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see this. I, I, I might have just printed one out on a 3D printer the other day. Maybe. Oh. Uh, and that, I, it would actually just be my brain inside of it. Into a cyber mastiff? Yeah, and I'd be running around. You know what I think you would be? A chow chow. Do you know chow chows? Oh, that sounds like a piece of shit dog. They're fucking huge, dude. They used I think they were like raised in China to fight bears or oh, something. Those things. They're gigantic. Oh, they're, I'd, pictures, be, I'd be so puffy. You would be puffy. But like, yeah, I'm... I could be wrong, but I think Chow Chows were bred to fight bears. <laughs> you could be wrong. Look at him. Look at his, I'm pretty aw, confident. Look, there's like a there's like a full grown woman that looks so diminutive beside this thing. Yeah, they're fucking enormous, dude. They're like a hundred feet tall. A hundred feet tall, RJ. Yeah, no exaggeration, not at all. Oh, look at they these. They fight bears. Look at these things. You see this one picture way down where it's next to like a pan? It's like got a panda coloring where they've dyed it oh i hope not that'd they, be cool what you think they've got panda chow chows no it's like it literally you says, can do selective breeding for pet, like hair. pet cafe dyes chow chow pups oh no okay that's bad <laughs> okay that's bad uh, but RJ. you can do selective breeding for like like hairs and stuff that's just biology baby oh my god look at this thing oh they put it in a baby onesie <laughs> The Chow Chow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chow Chows are cool. I, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with my, my call for you. You'd be a Chow Chow. I'd be a Chow Chow. I'd be like Fighting a little, off little, bears little, and stuff. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. Cyber Mastiff's pretty cool, too. I really... I'm going to save some of these because I really like this picture of this one Chow Chow. I'll save for my... And I'll I'll save a picture of a, a blue tick hound for myself. I'll put those out on the internet later. Yeah, perfect. You you use that layout, set it up, post it all as one. I would love if other people let us know what and what dogs they thought we were. I know Frank thinks we're brother bears. Yeah, but uh, or, what about or, dogs? Or moose men. Moose men with uh, antlers that have human hands. No. Yeah things of that nature yeah you can email us at criterionkids.gmail.com about that sure you can we've got a facebook page we're on sure. instagram we're on letterboxd i'm jared duncan he's barnlow yes he is we've got youtube we've got patreon we're on soundcloud stitcher itunes google play all that shit <laughs> all and, that shit and we're reanimated dogs <laughs> fuck i we're, wish man re- do you know how cool that would be we're re- well reanimated dogs would be bad Reanimated? Yeah, I mean, so we were dead in the first place. I guess we're reincarnated as dogs. Reincarnated. Yeah. yeah. What uh, what religion is that? Let's do that one. Okay. Next week, <laughs> the fart is back. What? Spine two hundred and forty-six. Federico Fellini's Avitalioni. Avitalioni. From Not sixty-three. Not sixty-three. What movie did I watch? Well, you haven't watched it yet, I hope. Okay, good. Good. That's that's another one in the books. A big baddie? Big, big, thick, girthy one. Just the way Uh, we like it. uh, Yikes. Good night.
dude's talking about girth over here. What the hell? 